0: Hello, everybody. This is David. I just wanted to give you a uh, quick heads up. Uh, This recording is long. It's a very long recording, and it gets pretty intense in there. I want you to know, though, that I spent some time talking with CJ before the podcast, let him know what to expect, so he wasn't blindsided by any of it. And uh, we spent hours talking. Uh, this podcast is three hours long, and we spent hours after that talking. Uh, and we had a really delightful conversation. Uh, we enjoyed each other's company. Of course, the delightful conversation really <laughs> kind of started after the report uh, record button was off. So um, I just want you to know that it probably uh, wasn't as bad as it sounds as far as heatedness goes. And we walked away, friends. We'll, we'll talk again. Uh, and uh, like I said, we really enjoyed uh, our conversation. We talked about uh, more about religion. We talked about life. We just talked about all kinds of things. And uh, it was a lot of fun. And uh, so with that in mind, don't try to take this all in one bite. This is a long podcast. Split it up in two or three um, tries and uh, hope you enjoy it. Hello, and welcome back to Skeptics and Seekers. This is a supplemental edition. I'm your host, David Johnson. I'm joined by a special guest today. So we don't have Dale with us uh, today. On the other side of the mic, we have, what's your name? C.J. Morgan. C.J. Morgan. And where are you from? i uh, from Winnipeg, Manitoba. And the curse of Canada strikes again. It seems like uh, the vast majority of our special guests come from Canada. I don't know what I've done to deserve this. I, I, am, I am cursed with politeness. This is not what a polemicist wants. At any rate, uh, I've been chatting uh, with CJ for uh, a little bit here and uh, he lives up to the Canadian curse of nice guy no matter how you treat him. Dang it. So I guess I'm going to have to be a nicer guy today. And uh, let me just tell you how I uh, Came to hear about CJ, and I'll let him tell you about himself. Uh, I was on Unbelievable myself at one time with Justin Briarly, uh, and uh, I listened to just uh, to uh, Unbelievable. I'm a part of the, the discussion boards on Unbelievable every week, and I was listening uh, to a show oh a few months ago, and uh, in the uh, comments section at the uh, end of the show, Justin reads out a letter, and uh, it's a guy named C.J. Morgan, and he was interested in getting on to uh, shows to have conversations with atheists about his faith, and uh, Justin uh, sent uh, him my information, he contacted me, and a few weeks later, here we are. Tell us about yourself and your ministry, C.J.?
1: Well, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a 25-year-old Christian. Uh, I moved out to Winnipeg to start a church with a friend of mine. We have been here for about two years. We we have a small church with uh, people from all over the world, and uh, we just minister from the Word, from the Bible. Um, and so uh, we have a few side little personal ministries of um, outreaches that we do and for me I, I really enjoy apologetics and so i i read on that that's <laughs> and then i i try to do something like this
0: well great so uh, now you say you're 25 how long have you been a christian
1: um well i started going to church when i was in grade four i would say that i i started to believe long before i did the prayer uh like did any kind of formal prayer towards uh my faith, I did that when I was about 13 and was baptized around the same year, so that would make it about uh, 12 years. And uh, so, yeah, that's where I'd put it, 12 years. I started taking it really seriously, not till I was maybe uh, 17, 18.
0: So your church is a uh, Calgary uh, Chapel? Uh, Calvary. Calvary Chapel, yeah. sorry. And uh, that's that's uh, got a um, kind of a Southern Baptist flavor, would that be fair to say?
1: Uh, just I like you said, it's non-denominational, but but uh, but you could compare it to a Baptist church to some degree.
0: Now, has that been your uh, church denomination slash non-denomination uh, all of your <laughs> life, or is uh, ha- have you switched to going there? How did how did you get involved with Calvary?
1: Um, my best friend growing up, his, uh, his dad was a pastor and uh, was the head of Canada, it turned out, um, for Calvary Chapels and is now the head for just, uh, I believe, Western Canada. Um, and yeah, so I've always been going to a Calvary Chapel.
0: I see. And uh, how did you get involved with the church you are at right now?
1: Uh, well, with my Friend, uh, we came out here and planted. I, I was, uh, I started going to his church when he first planted in Vancouver. We did that for about seven years, and uh, I just started doing some. That, that would have made you eighteen.
0: Yeah, yeah. Th- that's pretty young for planting churches, wouldn't you say? Well, he
1: was he was planting the church. I was just showing up on a Sunday, and then uh, and then you know. A little while later, I started leading worship, uh, leading some Bible studies for a youth group and stuff like that. And and yeah, it was just and then a young adults group, and then we came out here and planted together.
0: Okay, so um, that's uh, that's cool. Your church, uh, every everything going well there, uh, uh, feeling pretty stable. Gonna is it is it growing? Uh, do you think it's going to be around for the next ten years? How's it How's it going?
1: yeah, it's it's been growing pretty steadily and and like, uh, well, I said to you before, there there's been uh, new people pretty much on a weekly basis, people who are inviting. So that's always great um, when there are times where where no one in your congregation invites and only like your website draws in people, but almost almost on a weekly basis, someone's brought a friend or or someone from work or something like that.
0: Okay, well, that's uh, that's exciting. It's that's um, a that's a little bit of an introduction. Uh, now we've had uh, we've had some interesting guests uh, on our show. Um, we've had uh, recently Gary Habermas and Michael uh, Lacona. We had uh, Randall Rouser uh, early. I believe that we'll have a, a few more guests that people will have heard of, and we don't actually spend time um, talking about. Uh, their Their credentials and things mm-hmm. like that and so this is actually a little bit new in that I just wanted to give you uh, a chance to introduce yourself a, a little bit uh, we mm-hmm. don't um, we don't usually do that but since since uh, the audience does not know who you are I just thought that uh, I'd give you a, a little bit of a chance to tell them about yourself and your faith, anything else you want to tell them by way of introduction?
1: Uh Wow, no, not really the I don't have any uh huge educational background. I read a lot, but that would be about it I uh, just try to try to understand where where other people get their ideas um including the opposite side of the aisle i read I was fifteen when I read the God delusion, so I wanted to uh know what other people believed as well
0: sure so um all right well let's let's go ahead and uh... Let's dive in. (laughs) All right. So, uh, in uh, skeptics and seekers fashion, uh, there is a blog uh, attached to this. And uh, you wrote uh, an interesting blog post, and uh, I've written a response to that. And so, (laughs) we'll be talking a little bit about that. But also, in skeptics and seekers fashion, you should know uh, Dale and I tend to write. Uh, long rambling blog posts, and then we uh, get on the mic, and then we never talk about it. Mm. (laughs) We end up (laughs) up talking about things ancillary to that. So I'm going to try to uh, honor the fact that we have written blog posts and try to talk about uh, that and expand on that. But I don't want you (laughs) to feel like you are limited to, uh, to the words on the page. Okay. So it's it's kind of the beginning of uh, the conversation. It's so like always, I encourage people to read the blog at skepticsandseekers.wordpress.com. Feel free to leave a comment underneath the blog. And uh, do you have anything you want to plug before we get started? Uh, your church's website, do you have a blog, anything that uh, you uh, want to let people know about?
1: Yeah, uh, well, I guess it would be the best thing to be plugging is my church's website. It would be Radiant Church, um, at, I believe, .ca, and uh, if you, even if you Googled Calvary Chapel Winnipeg, it would get you there. And uh, yeah, just go there. You can listen to our sermons. You can send in prayer requests, and uh, we do get them, and we do have a group every Wednesday that gathers and goes over those.
0: Okay, so uh, presuming I don't forget about it, I will include the link in uh, in the blog uh, so that people will be able to uh, click on that and find you. So uh, normally uh, what we do is we let the person who wrote the initiating blog, in this case that would be you, uh, get started um, and uh, talk for maybe five or ten minutes about uh, the thing that they wrote, the position that they are, are um defending, uh, and then, and then the other person, uh, would, uh, respond to that. And then we'd have some back and forth, uh, exchange. So, uh, I know that I didn't prepare you with that up front. So you may not Mm -hmm. have, um, uh, a, a particular speech you want to make about your blog post, but I want to extend that to you. Uh, I'm prepared to, to reverse things a little bit, uh, if you like. So would you like to start off with a statement about your Uh, position or would you rather me uh uh, start off
1: i I, i'm comfortable uh starting Um, okay go ahead uh, now you're okay with me um mostly addressing from like i i made the point of uh the bible is a wonderful book um i i started with that and you you uh rebuttal talking about the fact that immediately disagreement uh, in it uh, the Bible you you, you believed is uh, a hideous book um, oh yeah well, well we'll get to my disagreement here <laughs> well, <laughs> but, oh, oh, but so, what,
0: so. what I want you to do is j- go ahead and, and make your case make your best case and I and okay. I will give you the mic and I will not interrupt
1: oh yeah uh, well like I said that so the I, I quoted a man named Richard Warrenmbrand. He, he this is from his book, uh, Tortured for Christ. Uh, it was written about 1940. Uh, now, I, I believe this could be summarized a little bit easier uh, by, by looking at it like this. I, I think um, you ha- we have this idea of understanding what truth is. I think I think it's easiest to to look at it um, uh, through a well. I think if you are taking the Christian perspective, you can understand that it is founded in Christ. Now we have there are true statements that are outside of that, but let's say uh, Thomas has uh, has a bike. Now that's true because he's, you can see that he has it, but it's it's really Mike's bike, and so Thomas must have taken that bike so those are both true statements but then we get to understanding that that is wrong that he took his bike maybe he stole it Uh, we know we have a true story but why is it wrong well there's a moral obligation in there so that, that there is a moral truth and why is there a moral truth because there is an objective truth giver an objective moral giver and so there that is how we get to the truth in Christ, so there are true things outside of Christ. But as we as we expand, we get to a, a God that 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 make holds and sustains all things. So uh, I I believe that it would be another way to to look at this uh, truth about the truth about the truth. Um, it it is we we or I must understand. Uh, state my case uh as that and so i wanted to explain that a little bit better uh or with maybe a just a story so that it would make a little bit more sense Mm -hmm. um because uh well um yeah uh, anyways uh i'm sorry i was thinking i was going to be kind of taking what you'd said and, and kind of,
0: you you can, you can do that too, if you like, but there, there will be a time where we, uh, uh, go back and forth on this. I just, I just want to make sure that you have space without me badgering you to make your, to make your case, uh, Mm -hmm. clear to the audience.
1: And, and, okay. Okay. Uh, well, and then, so uh, I, I put that as my basis of understanding, uh, for, for my case. Um, uh, I, I think one thing that I I, I must have I, I will say I misworded or or however you want to say stated it says if if God is true we should expect Him to make true statements true to life true to history and true to governing bodies what it should be is um, is that uh, that he, he should make statements that are true to life be true to history and be true to the governing mechanisms of the universe so it's not just founded uh, purely on the bible we should also be able to understand that uh, we should understand uh, that there is a god through the governing mechanisms uh, of this universe um, or as c um, s lewis put it i believe it's the two books that god wrote uh, the book of of the word and the book of nature or the book of the laws of nature um And true to history, because we we, if 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 it is claiming to be a book about things that happened, it should have happened, and we should be able to make a case for that. Um, And so, that that would be what the three ideas that I I kind of laid into. True to life, I, I made a case that God made statements. Now, I, I think that God laid out rules knowing how human nature work and how, how his creation would would go about, Now he laid out things that would... Uh, like I made the case that he laid out a quarantine system nearly 3,000 years before the Black Plague, and during the Black Plague is when quarantine was invented um, in tiny little Italian town. Um, so it gave... Uh, he knew that this would keep people from spreading disease, and if people continued to follow his law, regardless of whether or not they believed, if they followed his law and, uh, as he stated them there, we, they would, they would have been able to keep themselves from spreading disease. With, uh, I, I know that a lot of people criticize. Well, why is there? why would God allow diseases and, and the spreading of that and things like that? Well, God made a system that would have helped in those cases, even though, um, even though there are diseases and they can spread. Um, he set, set up a charitable system. Um, now this is, they, they were supposed to leave the outside crops and, um, they were supposed to leave a little bit of crop left uh, out in the fields. That way, people could, could uh, travelers and the poor could go and collect food off the crops um, it, to survive. To make sure people would stay alive. Um, and then the the prescribed food. I, I think when you're traveling for forty years um, between between lands. Uh, he chose them to eat certain kinds of food. He made sure that they didn't eat meat that had been stayed for more than three days or eat predators. I, I believe that it's because they if you ate a predator, it could have eaten something that could get you sick. Um, we We get into true to history. Uh, atheist, uh, I, I lay the case out that that Luke was a, a great historian first rank. Um, This is a a quote from William Ramsey. Uh, First rank, not merely his statements are fact uh, and of fact trustworthy. This author should be placed along with the very greatest historians. Uh, I make the case that the the Gospels were written actually fairly early, uh, after Christ's death, within... 25 years, really, when there have been times where people believed at least the Gospel of John was written after, 200 years after Christ had died. Mm. Um, and then uh, now, uh, and lastly, I make the I case that God is true to the true to nature to the governing laws of nature um that we have we have things like our dna um uh, and uh, biology biology at a at a chemical level at a, at a D level of dna is, is described as language and and has uh, patterns that that are recognizable and that that point towards a designer now even even uh, Richard Dawkins said that it, biology is the study of something that looks like design, and then goes on to say that, that it, but it is not. But it, if we have a, an inkling that there is a designer just based on the fact that it, it has design imprinted on it. It, it has this idea that, that uh, of a, of a pattern. And then, um, and then with, with physics, we have the same kind. And mathematics, um, Einstein put it that the only unreasonable thing about the universe is how reasonable it is. Um, so, we have this uh, we have this coming together of, of something you know, both uh, in in our the basic structure of our life and the basic structure of our universe. They both come to the idea that 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 it, it looks like it has a reasonable mind. And Fred, Ho- I quote Fred Hoyle as: "As it looks like a common sense interpretation of the facts suggests, super intellect has monkeyed with the physics as well as the chemistry and biology, and that there is no blind forces worth speaking about in nature." Uh, and then, lastly, I lay out questions. Now, this is not um, this is not a God of the gaps. Uh, Reaching out. This is, um, this is every worldview ought to answer these questions. If, whether you believe in God or not, we have to understand that uh, 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 that a belief system has to has to answer certain ideas. Um,
0: uh, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> um, dude, that's okay. You're, you're doing uh,
1: fine. There, there are three, uh, Rabbi Zacharias put it as there are three tests for, uh, truth in any worldview, logical consistency, empirical adequacy, and exp- expert experiential relevance. And so, um, I think that those things need to be answered. Um, yeah, so, so that's what I, I would, that would be a brief summary of what, uh, what I wrote okay, out there. So
0: you did ask some questions though, at the end, yeah. um, yeah. Do you remember what those questions were? Do you have? Do you have yeah, those?
1: The, I have those. So the questions there are: Why is the universe adhered to simple, discoverable laws?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Why is the why is there universe at all?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Why why is it that we have life? Why is it there there? Why is it that we are such creatures that can discover truth? And what makes one person's rights equal to mine own? Where do we get? a sense of morality
0: okay and you think that these questions are necessary for all worldviews to answer
1: yeah uh, i think understanding where that that we we can't just say there is life brute fact we don't need to know why mm. um we we have to understand wh- there there needs to be at least an understanding of how life came to start
0: um. Okay. So I tell you what, before I make my, uh, positive case, okay. um, I, I, w- I want to just, um, go, go back on some of the things that you mentioned. We can, we can start at that at, uh, in, in reverse here. Okay. So, uh, your, your necessary questions that you think that all worldviews must answer. I would challenge that um, at a slightly different level. I don't think anyone needs a worldview. Hmm. So I, I would I would actually uh, ask, why does anyone need a worldview at all, let alone answer those particular questions? Secondarily, what makes those questions the ones that need to be answered as opposed to others?
1: Well, I, I think we need uh, a worldview for consistency. Uh, well, at least people that want to be uh, um, coherent and consistent in and how they live out their people lives. People
0: are coherent and consistent anyway. I mean, I think the average person... But they, uh, they, they go to work, you know, they, they, they go to school for, you know, mm-hmm. however long they, they go to college, they get a job, they get a family, uh, they go to work every day, they watch football on the weekends, maybe have a little bit too much to drink on one of those days. Um, you know, they get indigestion, uh, they, they uh, get parents that are sick, they uh, try to take care of their kids and they worry about them. I don't think you need a quote-unquote worldview to do any of that stuff.
1: I would I would suggest that they have a worldview, um, or at least they're standing on the foundations of a worldview preset. Um, they they go to to school and they do all these things because there's a worldview that created a structure that they could live now without creating or or living by. Okay, uh, so there worldview. are there are
0: definitely structures, social structures that emerge over Mm -hmm. thousands of years we we definitely have social structures and different societies have different social structures but that does not mean that an individual has a worldview that that is not the same thing everyone is not an ideologue and has some kind of written down code of you know answers to specific questions before they go to work every day I don't. I don't accept the idea that we even need what you were calling a formalized worldview to live our lives successfully and happily.
1: I I believe that that when you are confronted with with let's say um, a moral problem or confronted with um, with back breaking, uh, issues in your life, I think that's when you're, when you are broken down to your worldview.
0: No, it isn't. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't want to sound churlish, but no, that's not true. First of all, I've been there. I've, I've been broken mm-hmm. down to within an inch of my life. Uh, and I got to tell you, there wasn't, there wasn't any particular worldview I was leaning on at the time. If anything, uh, it was a worldview that, Uh, you know, a former worldview that was probably coming apart a little bit because it didn't work. And during those times of crisis, you can often see if you have a worldview, whether it works or not. And and for a lot of people, they find, uh, you know, this thing that I thought I believed, that doesn't work uh, when when it comes right down to it. I don't think that you need a worldview uh, in a time of crisis. What you need is uh, family and friends and uh, a stout heart and uh, a little bit of luck and um, so, once again, you, you are suggesting that someone needs to be an ideologue of some kind in order to get along in life. And I think that the vast majority of people uh, are the counterargument to that. They are not ideologues.
1: Well, I I would, like I said, I would, I would assert that people... Who, Live out a worldview, whether or not they they recognize okay. it. So, as if such, you're just and, going to
0: if you're just going to paste someone with a worldview, and you're just going to say you have a worldview, whether you think so or not, I don't I don't know that that's a, a particular well
1: <laughs> well like like that like we said there are societal i ideas that are, are set in place and now most of, for North America, let's say there it, that is based on the Judeo Christian worldview. Now, that, that is where the laws were founded, but that is not where the laws are right now. Okay, well, uh, I, would,
0: a, I, would, I, I would strongly disagree with that, too. That's, um, I think that's a, a terrible misunderstanding of how America was founded. If anything, America was founded to get away from uh, those kinds of religious ideas. It wasn't founded Why, why do you think that? It, well, I've I read a few books— Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I've, well, like, I've, like, I've read, I've read in, the statements of the founders, and so I don't, I, I don't, I, I don't know that separation. I want to get into battle
1: of library books, though. Okay, uh, but but I believe in separation of church and state, but that doesn't mean that that uh, that that I believe that the separation of church and state is the separation of uh, Christian values and law. Sure, I'm
0: sure that you don't believe that, but the, to say that America was founded on uh, Christian values or Christianity is, I think, just a misreading of history and a misunderstanding of um, of how this nation was founded. And I, I think that you're reading into something that you would like to be the case that simply isn't the case. Um, so I understand it's a major talking point for Christians. I just don't find it to be true when I read history.
1: Alright, well, I, again, I, I would disagree uh, based on the same reading of history
0: at the very least. Okay, um, but but for the sake of argument, let's just say that it was founded on uh Christian Christian ideas. I don't care. Okay. Why should why should I care what uh someone uh thought about Christianity uh 230 years ago or whatever. Why should I care? What is what does that have to do with me and how I live my life and what I believe?
1: Well, I I look at it like this: when we when we when we tear away at the foundations that that made uh, us where we are, and then try to change even what what like I, I believe there's a great revisionism of history going on currently. Uh, one of the founders of Canada, his statue was was taken away in Victoria because he had slaves, and uh, though I don't think that was it was right that he. Had that, and or, or how he treated the indigenous people. I don't think it's right to tear away history for those for those things. I, really, I think you think that we
0: should we should you think that we should revere people who are um, not people that should be revered? I mean, honestly,
1: it's not about revering people. Okay, well, it's well, about it's understanding about? history.
0: I don't, I don't think that anyone went to the library and burned books. But a statue is about revering.
1: Actually, That's, there was a, there was a lobby to within our government to destroy the documents of what had happened I would, to indigenous I would be, people. I
0: would be against that. But a yes. statue is not a book. A statue is is revering. So I'm all for taking down statues and flags. <laughs> so yeah, we can we can maintain history without having the signs of reverence and worship. For that history.
1: Okay, well, but I, I still. State and, and by that the way,
0: I, this 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 Christian foundation that you are that you seem to be enamored with that did bring us slavery. I, I disagree entirely. Oh, okay. So so the Christians. I, I I don't know much about Canada's history. I'm sorry. That's fine. But I do know a bit about uh, U.S. history. And the Christians were very much in favor of slavery. Now I know that there were Christians well, also who fought against slavery, but mm-hmm. they were fighting against each other.
1: Well, the, just because someone claims a worldview doesn't mean they they hold to the worldview.
0: Oh, you're saying that no one who owned slaves were Christians?
1: No, I'm I'm saying that uh, that people that that own slaves did not adhere fully to the worldview that they're saying that they. The, I said, that kind, of said like, that kind of, of like,
0: philemon. philemon. Pardon? Philemon. He was a famous Christian who owned slaves.
1: Okay. Well, let's let's look at what biblical slavery is like compared compared a, to what. Wait, we're wait a minute. About. But
0: let, he he was a Christian who owned slaves, right? The philemon. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So now you're going to actually try to make the argument that that was a good slavery.
1: I believe when we when we recognize that the fact that this book is the Bible is is also just reporting history.
0: Well, no, it's not just reporting history. You just so you you just tried to make the case that somehow Christians weren't really Christians because they owned slaves. And I just I just named a guy. So
1: let's let's (laughs)
0: let's
1: define. Let's because right now in in the world that we live in now, there are more slaves than there have ever been in all of history.
0: Okay, and that's wrong. Is is it yeah, And
1: it's it's uh, it's very wrong. Okay, and so, so in it, it's
0: in it's always been wrong in history. Yes. Yes, but, okay, but we so must Philemon the was wrong that we're talking about. We must because was cause Philemon I wrong or not when he owned slaves?
1: Philemon's slaves were different than the category we would put them under. And what today. about
0: okay? And what about the so, slaves? So what about the slaves back before Philemon in in the Old Testament? The, uh, yeah, that's slave. what
1: I, that's what I'll, I'll, I'll talk about. So okay. Genesis. Uh, so the Jewish people leave leave Egypt. Um, that's when they finally get their rules and laws. Uh-huh. There's an entire chapter in Exodus. Well, uh, that is dedicated to the idea of slavery. And it gives it gives slaves rights it gives them freedoms and it limits the term of their of their service wait to a minute someone.
0: does it not say that slaves can be owned for life no really
1: I th- are, are you sure? they, oh okay the, the person is allowed to give themselves over to a person for life
0: no yes no, not what, that's not what I'm talking about I just I just want to I want to get a baseline for what you know or think you know on this subject because you you do not know what you think you know <laughs> and so I want to I I just and I'm not I'm not trying to be mean, but I mm-hmm. don't think you I don't think you are familiar uh with slavery in the Bible. So let me just try to save you uh from okay. that a little bit. Uh now we can we can go to these texts, but for the sake of um brevity because there are other things I'd want to get to, I'll just drop this in uh in the show notes and in the blog so that people can uh go back and look up passages, but there is a very particular passage that talks about slaves that you take among your own people and slaves you take from outside of your people. Mm -hmm. Now, the Jewish slaves, they were not to be treated ruthlessly. They were to be treated more like employees they, uh, their slavery was for a time and a season, and then they were to be released. However, in that same passage it says, but for the slaves that you take from the outside, those slaves are your property for life. And the laws of treating them ruthlessly do do not apply to those people. And you can pass those slaves down to your children because they are your property. The Jews were not to be treated like property, but the slaves outside of the Jews were to be treated like property. If you're not familiar with that, you, you need to understand that this is a fairly direct reading of the slavery codes in the Old Testament.
1: Well, I'm uh, I'm looking at the text right here, not not specifically what your text says, uh, not not uh, what you're referring to, but I'm looking at Exodus twenty one sixteen, which is says whoever steals a man and sells him, or is, if anyone is found in possession of him, he shall be put to death. So if you steal a person. Which is exactly how we would we would describe the slavery that that happened in the United States, and happened in, in England. We you you're talking about stealing someone from their land, taking the, tearing them from their home, and keeping them as your possession. This is not something like I, I agree that what what you're talking about is about um, people keeping the possession of a uh, of a person. Um, Keeping from outside the the Jewish people, that that was was a part of the rule, a part of the law. They, this is this would be in the case of people being uh, people being taken over in war, uh, and the civilians being being left there. Uh, that would be would be taken as a piece, well, at that time, property. I, I I believe if God had said, I, I believe what like, I I'm, so, I, I I'm sorry.
0: I I just want to I I, I want to save you a little bit from this Leviticus chapter twenty five. I'll I'll just I'll, I'm going to do a little bit of reading and maybe okay. this will change your mind because what you what you are is the victim of cherry picking and someone has given you some passages that helps you live with the idea of slavery in the Bible and so maybe you have one passage or. Uh, two passages that say one thing. But well, you're that's not, the you're Ten not, Commandments. You're not looking at the full body of the text. So once again, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm trying to expand uh, what your understanding of the text itself. Leviticus twenty. Oof. Leviticus twenty-five. You can follow along if you like. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, starting at about thirty-nine. Now everyone knows that I hate uh, reading out loud because I can't see well. But um, mm. I will. I will do this anyway as a service to you and the listener. Uh, If a fellow Israelite becomes poor and sells himself to you, you must not treat him as an ordinary slave, but rather as a hired servant or as a guest. And he shall serve you only until the year of Jubilee. And that time uh, he can leave with his children And return to his own family and possessions. For I have brought you from the land of Egypt, and you are my servants. So you may not be sold as ordinary slaves or treated harshly. Fear your God. But then it follows. However, you may purchase slaves from the foreign nations living around you. And you may purchase the children of the foreigners living among you, even though... They have been born in your land. They will be permanent slaves for you to pass on to your children after you. But your brothers, the people of Israel, shall not be treated so. The word of the Lord. Any questions? Sorry, I'm just reading on. You can read the whole Bible. It's not going to fix that. I promise so um is is this a passage you're familiar with i've read leviticus
1: but i wasn't the one i like like i said it was, well i i
0: okay so so this this idea might be maybe this idea is new to you and you it's, want to digest it for a little bit
1: well here's what i'll say
0: you do see this as Dennis- in direct contrast, uh, in direct contradiction to what you were saying earlier. This is why I was trying to stop you, because you didn't seem to know about this passage.
1: I, I like like I said, I, I look at it through the perspective of the Ten Commandments expounded upon. Talking about slavery says, do not steal a man or purchase a person's okay, stolen. Okay, I understand that, but I their... just
0: read you a text yes. from Leviticus, a long text that's very clear. It's a very yep. clear text, and I read it from yep. a very clear translation. I'm not trying to trip you up with, yep. you know, it, it says what I said it says.
1: Yeah, no, okay. I, I agree. Okay, and, and so this is not I, a I different kind it's...
0: of slavery, where uh, From the kind of slavery we had in America, I know that a lot of people like to uh, make a, some kind of a difference between chattel slavery, what they call it, and the slavery of the Bible. But all chattel slavery means, this is just people don't understand words, all chattel slavery means is property. That's, that's chattel. Uh, and this uh, passage uh, is a manifesto for chattel slavery. Uh, that is uh, a way of making other people your property for life. Now now would you like me to read uh, more passages where it says that you can beat your slave to within an inch of their life or 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 has it, the point well, been made it,
1: when it talks about the fact that you hit if you hit someone in the face uh, they could go free and they lose an eye or lose a tooth they go free
0: Well no that well yeah that's if you damage them in that way but assuming that you don't and trust and me I I was an you, athlete I know how to beat you Okay, without injuring you, right? You, <laughs> so if you beat beat someone and they do die, you die. I know how to beat you without dying, without killing you. That's so that doesn't that doesn't really make it better.
1: Well, just because you you can, uh, who's deciding that that I know that they can beat someone to the inch of their life, and but they they know that they're gonna keep. It on the on the life side. Well, the
0: Bible says it's okay to beat them as long as they uh, are not damaged and as long as they don't die. I don't see how that's different from whipping uh, whipping someone with a cat of nine tails. uh, That they're not, they didn't lose an eye. They can still go on working. They didn't die. Uh, The the Bible makes it clear that you can beat your slave. The Bible doesn't say you can't beat your slave. In fact, the reason it says you can beat your slave is very specifically because they are your property. Now, now tell me again how this is a better form of slavery.
1: Like I said, I, I believe that when when someone is when someone was stolen from their land or stolen or if they were bought from someone that stole it. So I believe that the only people that had given themselves over to be, uh, to be basically a, a, what we would consider uh, a contracted person that would live in the in the household to serve that person. So
0: Could, when God told His people to take slaves of people from from wars and things like that, that's not stealing people from their land.
1: When you, uh, okay, so help, let's say help me help he, me understand he leaves, that. Let's say let's say we. we t- you leave uh, a pillaged land like that. You leave the people um, in in that pillaged land. They were described to ha- have to take care of those people. They were described what they were, if it was, um, they decided they wanted to marry someone in that, they had to leave them time uh, to to mourn the loss before. before let's, it, let's
0: please not defend rape wives in war. I don't, not, you don't, you I'm don't believe, you don't that. believe that you're, No, I know you're 25 right now, but you don't believe that if, if in the Gulf war, our soldiers had behaved like the particular passage we're talking around right now, it would be war crimes and they would be put to death justifiably. So you don't believe for a moment that those passages represent good and just behavior. I, I won't let you say it. You won't be able to live I with yourself when you're 40. I don't
1: believe that it's telling them to do it. I'm telling. Well, in fact, it told them, them to it, do it. To, I'm telling. I'm, I'm saying it's telling them to at the very most limit the behavior that they would have done anyways.
0: So I, 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 don't, I, I, don't, think... I don't, think I understand how that's how that's better. So you're a bunch of brutish barbarians. So be slightly less brutish and barbaric. Is is that what you're saying? That's that's the mercy of God. You, what you were saying just <laughs> well, a moment what ago. About... What you're saying just a moment ago. I want to be clear: is that uh, they didn't take slaves from their land, and so that's somehow the difference. So they did take people from their land and make them slaves, and they did make them property for life. And I am still trying to figure out how you think this slavery that is mandated in the Bible throughout the Bible, including the New Testament, is somehow which, better than the slavery of the U.S. Why is Philemon not a bad guy?
1: Which which nation and two, two th- well about a yeah two thousand years before. Christ, one thousand years before Christ, was was did not have slavery. I don't know. Not a single
0: one. I don't not, care.
1: Not, not, a, not, a, not a single one. But no, no you know so what I'm you... saying.
0: I don't care because so... God, because God made His own nation. God so he... artificially created a nation, and He could have made it with whatever moral codes He wanted to. For instance, so... well, for instance, He was able to tell them not to make clothes with mixed fabrics. Now, that was so important to God that they don't wear clothes from mixed fabrics. He made sure to tell them that. He, he made sure to tell them, don't, don't eat shellfish. He, he cared about the, their diet, but he couldn't bring himself to say, oh, and by the way, don't own other people like those other nations.
1: I, I would say that's exactly what he said when he made the, the rules of law around slavery.
0: Oh, Okay, well then in the, Don't in that own case, people
1: like those other nations
0: Okay, so And
1: you, I, I think if you, I, you I think may purchase do, They didn't have a children system Children of
0: foreigners living among you Even though uh, they're born in your land They will be your permanent slaves uh, That you can pass on to your children This sounds like owning people
1: Like I said Like those other nations Well, how do we, they, 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 they own them different? I've I, 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 well, they had rights of, of liberty huh?
0: they had rights to freedom they also had the right to get beaten uh, badly right I mean they had I don't I don't understand what you're saying I, I come from a part of the country uh, where slave houses still stand Mm-hmm. You can you can go see them, uh, and those people who owned those slaves defended their ownership and treatment of their slaves based on these passages in the Bible that I'm that we are talking about now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They did not see the slavery different from the Bible. I do not see the slavery different from the Bible. And every time you try to point out an area where you think the slavery is different, you have made it clear that you have not read the Bible uh, on slavery because the Bible disagrees with you. People were taken from their lands. People were beaten uh, sometimes harshly, as long as they didn't die or or lose an eye or something like that. People were owned and passed on to their children. Daughters were sold into slavery. Um, this is this is a bad system and there's no way you would want to take this system that god set up for slavery and and live under it
1: recognize that i, I believe god that that god set this knowing with a through a future time that he would that he would set in place abolishment through through the idea that all people we're under Christ. Well,
0: God didn't abolish slavery under Christ because the first question I asked you was about a it was, slave oh, owner. Was about
1: Philemon. That's yeah. right. No, I, I, I get that. Uh, time uh, there. It's not like he just stopped and changed the rules of the well, l- then, law if he of the didn't, land.
0: It, then, it, then he didn't do it. How do? You, how are you giving him the credit? When did he say stop owning slaves? The Bible never says it. You know how we stopped owning slaves? War. That, that wasn't a holy war. God didn't leave that war. God had a chance to leave that war. He didn't do it. That's but, how
1: you guys did it. Uh, th- but how, how the slave trade ended was William Wilberforce.
0: Okay, but God didn't end it.
1: William God, Wilberforce went about uh, to abolish the slave trade because he believed that all people were equal Okay, but the God. but di- God.
0: God didn't believe that, though. God God did not abolish slavery you're 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 missing my point. God had a chance to not just abolish slavery he had a chance to not institute it. He instituted it he didn't abolish it in the gospels he carried it on he didn't abolish it in the epistles uh he carried it on uh slaves obey your masters even as um uh, you know, you would obey I, Christ. I think that is one of the most obscene passages in the Bible. Well, no one. Should, let, I would look. No at the... one should ever obey their master if they're a slave. You know what they should do? They should escape.
1: Okay, then why do you not escape from the American government? You don't own the piece of. I don't own. Well, in Canada, I don't own the land that I bought. I don't own it. I pay. I pay a and, price too.
0: And if you're trying to conflate your life with slavery of the Bible no, I, you have I would, you have would, lost touch with reality
1: I would conflate the idea that that uh servanthood and mastership has not ended
0: well once again it, it, it sounds like it's you're trying not, to it sounds like you're trying to make a false equivalent between I, I employment would, well, and living in a in a in a free state and slavery I will not let you do that that's obscene and you don't want to do that you don't want to listen to this podcast. And hear yourself saying that. I'm 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 pretty sure that that is not a thing that you mean to say. Look, let's there's there's some things that we actually did talk about though in the, yeah. in the blogs. Funnily, we didn't talk about this. Not not a subject that um, uh, I expected to come up, but uh, I'm disappointed that it did because I don't. I, I'm 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 disappointed every time I hear a Christian. Defending slavery. It sickens uh, like, me. It like I sickens said, I, me.
1: I, I think Christianity is the reason why slavery is gone.
0: No, Christianity is not the reason why slavery is gone. If Christianity wanted to end slavery, Christianity could have ended slavery, let's say, during the Christian era of the Bible didn't do any such thing but let's let's go on to, to some but, of... but wait, wait. Okay. If, if if christianity
1: was to end it in let let's say let's say they tried to end it in the christian era of the bible so you have what um, maybe two thousand or uh, let's say five thousand people um jewish people that became christian um in the first in that first instant um counting pentecost and before when jesus was around now they what they rebel against the roman no occupation. they didn't
0: ha- they didn't have to do that that's 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 not actually i i'm not sure why your why your mind goes there uh well Christ- uh, it, Christian- how,
1: how did they, they they were a subject
0: too? yeah but they were subject but guess what jesus could have said by the way christians don't own slaves I understand that sometimes people will own you, but don't own slaves like those other people. Just like God before could have said, "By the way, don't own don't own I, slaves." <laughs> I, I, I think God recognized that. It's God simple. It's done. That, One passage in the gospels people would not have done it. Oh I, well, I well, God, never mind. People, we're talking about Christians. I don't care. I, I don't care I, about the rest of the Roman Empire. Just the people who are beholden to to Jesus. Those people could have not owned slaves.
1: I uh, like I said I believe that when when Christ, uh, when you get to the New Testament and he's talking about he's uh, about slaves still it is saying to treat them better than any no, people I'm nation sorry. has done before. No,
0: I don't want I don't want a group treating slaves well. I want a group not owning slaves. I,
1: I think if if he told people not to. To own slaves. If he, if he have, told his followers, don't just say people. If he told his followers at that time, if he told his followers not to have any slaves at that time, it would have changed nothing because no one would have followed it.
0: Okay, then I would say that there there are no think, Christians then. If you're if you're saying knew, that nobody would have followed his laws, and he was too scared to give it because nobody would have followed it, or he was too weak to give it because no one would have followed it. Then he's not worth following. <sighs> I, I think
1: he set in motion the... the
0: he didn't set anything the, in motion. He came, lived, died, and went back without saying boo about slavery. That, that's not setting it in motion. I'm sorry. So I, I mean, I, you know, let's 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 take a look at some of the things that um, we wrote here because I, I think that yep. um, there are some things in the blog that need to be uh, that need to be addressed. Okay. Uh, you mentioned um, three areas where you think uh, the the Bible speaks truth, and you mentioned these things as if that means the Bible is true. Somehow. like
1: uh, like I said uh, when I when I was opening up there that uh, I, I think when I when I stated it as uh, we should expect him to make true statements I meant he would make statements that are true to life that he though the statements okay, would okay be but let, let me, true on history there. and I the, make
0: statements that are true to life true to history and true about the universe so what my so
1: the, I was saying uh, that the Bible be true in history, not okay, not because okay, of it, it course doesn't... you're right. You're right yeah. that, that if you can make anyone can make statements that are true to life, uh, are true to history, and be true true within governing bodies of the uh, of the, but it, with if it if those things are not true to the Bible, if the Bible does not hold to that then it would not be true.
0: But, it, but it, it doesn't matter that the Bible says true things about life history and the universe. What, a, a, what, what point does that prove? It doesn't mean that everything the Bible says is true. So I gave, a, I gave an example. Uh, I gave a couple of examples. One is kind of a silly example. Just because I say many true things about life history and physics, that would not mean that I was telling the truth if I told you about universe creating pixies. That would be a lie, and not no amount of truth I have told before that would, would change that fact. But I
1: mentioned would, I mentioned let's say you made a statement that stood outside the regular mechanisms uh, of the universe. So let's say you you we see you said that there were universe creating pixies and then we saw those universe creating pixies at work. Then we could have a good reason to believe that that uh, a singularity like that could happen.
0: Uh, sure, but but well, my point maybe, my point is you can't take any truth that I tell you and extrapolate some other thing is true that I said just because I told the truth about some other things. You seem to be well, wanting to do that about the Bible. You, you well, seem to I would be say saying, when you,
1: when you have yeah. stuff like uh, it, I would say the Old Testament holds to prophecy. Uh, the New Testament has prophecy and historical Jesus. Those would be statements that would have to be true in history uh, to be to be founded for anything to be founded on it. Uh, and if it, you make a statement and and it holds like like someone raising for, being raised from the dead, and it holds true to history, uh, that that is something that would be uh outside the regular governing bodies of of what we would expect and then it happens and this is reporting on it you you have a, a certain level of understanding that 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 the other claims that are outside the uh, regular understanding should be true as well
0: no so even if i rose from the dead uh, and came back and said some things, it doesn't mean that the things that I come back and say are true. Why not? What? what?
1: Well, let's, let's say, let's <laughs> say, right. so let's say you say that pre- previous to you rising from the dead, uh-huh. three days before you say, like, or, or you say that I'm going to die. And three days later, I'm, I'm, I'm going to rise from the dead. And when you rose from the dead, why would that? Why would you not be able to make true statements? I, didn't
0: say why I, would, would this, I wouldn't say I wouldn't be able to, but I'd also be able to make false statements.
1: But the, but the idea ba- is based on the on this. This is someone that is making claims about heaven, right? What what reason to what what rose you from the dead? Let, in your mentality. If, well, is, is in, it God? in this example, I don't know. Doesn't matter. Okay. Well, well. In the example of the Let, Bible, let's say it the was devil God.
0: rose me from the dead because he liked the work I was doing. Okay. <laughs> you know, I don't. Whatever. I rose from the dead. It doesn't mean that I'm telling you the truth about the afterlife. Why should I? Don't you believe... think
1: the devil can raise
0: someone from the dead. Okay, but why should you believe anything that the Bible, for instance, would say about the afterlife?
1: just because someone rose from the dead is that what you really say
0: uh yeah well actually the bible has lots of stories about people rising from the dead that even i think a lot of christians don't La- believe lazarus
1: well uh, when someone when someone claims that they're their son of god mm-hmm. gets killed for it
0: mm-hmm.
1: preclaims that they're going to rise from the dead mm-hmm. rise from the dead a- a- as well and then continue to make those claims, mm-hmm. they, it, it holds a different gravity than someone just making choices. Okay, statements. You, you, can't,
0: you can't prove to me that Jesus rose from the dead. I mean, that's, I, that's uh, also a story in the book.
1: Well, I, I think uh, what well, you just had Gary Habermas on. He makes a pretty compelling case through his minimal facts
0: arguments. Yeah, we didn't talk about his minimal facts. But I, I, I know you. I, I am not. But, uh, I, I do know his minimal facts uh, argument. Maybe he'll come back on the show and talk about it. But I'm not. I'm not impressed with his minimal facts argument. I think they're so minimal uh, that um, people at the time didn't believe it. Uh, Jews didn't exactly jump on the Christian bandwagon, and, well, and they were closest to the time. But Jews also did, uh, and they were—they the, had no reason to. They were the
1: chosen people of God. Well,
0: okay, so you're now you're making just some claims. They had no, 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 no. no, no, no. To, but that's—that's
1: <laughs> that's what the the idea that they were the chosen people of God is the, the beliefs that the Jewish people had. They are the chosen people of God. That was what Jewish people believed. It's what Jewish Orthodox Jewish people believe to this day, that they are sure. the chosen people of God.
0: Right. Uh,
1: uh, so, so what reason would they have to, to follow a guy that died on a cross? Uh, apparently very little. Well, I, I think they did. Thousands of them did, enough to eventually topple the Roman nation.
0: Well, you know most Jews today are non-believers, they're atheists. and Jews in Jerusalem I read this um, fairly recently only about twenty about twenty five percent of the Jews in Jerusalem are atheists, and uh, about half uh, are, you know weak, weak believers, but mm-hmm. certainly not uh, orthodox uh, yeah. practicing. Even among the Jews. Not only are they not Christians; they don't even believe in God.
1: <laughs> well, uh, well, that would be uh, a conflation of. Uh, see, Christianity wasn't a name for anything yeah. at that time because we hadn't given it that name. Now, now, you you uh, brought up that that uh, Jewish people should uh, I, I think it was should sue for, for uh, the fact that Christians use the Old Testament?
0: <laughs> that, that, that Christians have tried to um, appropriate the Old Testament well, for, <laughs> as their own. Well, I,
1: I, think, I, I think the Christianity is based on the Messianic claim of the Old Testament. They were just, we're, all we're saying is that you happened. Realize that and most we, Jews we the don't recognize
0: those those Messianic claims that you're talking about. Most Jews don't recognize those as talking about Jesus.
1: Yes, so I, I would agree, but there. Okay. But the, I, I would agree that most Orthodox Jews, otherwise, if they did believe, then they would either be categorized as Messianic Jews or they'd be categorized as Christians. That's 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 because we we use these words to put them into categories.
0: Right. So we're we're talking about a very small percentage of the Jews, the people that Jesus supposedly came to mm-hmm. to to save, actually well, it, believed. It, it, it,
1: yeah, and it actually, we we have good reason to believe that there will be Jewish people all the way till he comes again. Uh, that that believe in in the temple. I believe the temple is going to be built within my lifetime, even, mm-hmm. and because they have every emblem to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they uh, so so it uh, the. That was prophesied in Revelation, so ninety, so, ninety eighty. So
0: why isn't Jerusalem the most Christian city in the world? Hmm. Well, I
1: I think the chosen people of God chose not not to follow. His, they, uh his, they chose badly. Yeah, but it was mm. described that they would do that, and it it is described that they that a new branch was grafted in, the olive branch being grafted in uh, of the Gentile people. Mm. There was a time of the Gentiles, and that's going to come to an end.
0: Okay, so you mentioned uh, the Jews in your um, in in your uh, first portion of God being true to life. Um, mm-hmm. I. I wanted to just say on the air, I think that um, the idea of a God choosing the Jews as a chosen people, God choosing uh, Abraham and making a great nation out of him, uh, his own nation, I think that is one of the great atrocities in the world. I think it is the beginning of some of the worst atrocities that has ever happened, this idea that God chose as special people and gave them a land that wasn't theirs. Um, th- this is this is the beginning of some of the worst things that we can think of. And I cannot oh, 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 imagine... Like, like
1: worse than the what, what, what was happening in Canaan?
0: I cannot imagine how this is the plan and will of a good God. First of all, why on earth would God need to choose a, a special people out of the earth? If all the world is his, why not give his message equally to everyone? Why Why? Why is he choosing uh, his own little nation?
1: I, I think he chose a person that was willing to listen. I think we are because God gave us free will. I think. Okay. God, so you God think
0: that? Well, He chose Abraham. I get that, but He could have chose all persons <laughs> equally who were willing to yeah. listen.
1: Yeah. Right. Uh, he didn't.
0: He didn't I, have to choose Abraham and make a nation out of him. Mm-hmm.
1: You're you're uh, you're right. He could have chosen someone different. She,
0: well, he, no, no, I, you don't understand. I'm not saying he could have chosen someone different. I'm saying he could have chosen everyone. Well, who listened I think to the him. only
1: reason why I, I think he did choose everyone that did, was willing to listen to him. Job was not a part of the Jewish lineage. Okay, so at the time so, of Abraham, but, there
0: was only one person willing to listen to God?
1: Well, no, I, I think we just, he, we just don't get written about it. It doesn't get written about because of the fact that I, I believe Abraham was the, the only reason why God picked this nation. It was for the lineage of Christ, for the lineage of his Messiah.
0: Okay, well, so he made that. That doesn't make any sense. Christ doesn't need a specific lineage. Uh, he could no,
1: but he 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 picked this person. He he. This person was willing to listen. Okay, but there uh, he, um, there would have probably
0: been a lot of people willing to listen. So I don't yeah, understand then, why we. Needed, and a lot
1: of people had nations made a, a, like out of their lineage. But but I, I'm saying that so why this did is God the one, need
0: why did God need his own special nation?
1: Uh, People set apart. uh, Why? uh, Why?
0: Yes. Hmm. See, the thing is, when you have a chosen, then you've got unchosen. It's like taking one of your children. Do you have kids? I didn't ask you. Okay, so you have two kids. It's like choosing one of your kids and saying, I'm going to make you my special kid. Uh, That's bad parenting. Uh, Don't do it. (laughs) Let me help you with that. I'm pretty sure you don't need me to tell you that.
1: But... (laughs) (laughs) I had a I had a neighbor of mine that was uh, that told me that they're, uh she said we don't have favorites except we do it's our first, uh, no. <laughs> but but that's not that's the second. case for, uh, yeah <laughs> right. or third um, I think they ha- have four now so um, wait <laughs> uh, but but regardless um, I I think. well for one thing through most of human history everything went to the oldest son um so regardless of situation it was there was a generational you hand this to your
0: oldest son. Okay, still, now, still but, not but, impressed. But that doesn't tell me why God needed to make a nation. He could have given His law equally to all people. He could have I, chosen some special representatives from every nation and you know made them priests for their nation or what have you. But he didn't have to choose one nation and say you over all of the rest. Now let's have war.
1: I, I don't think he said
0: now let's have war. But oh well, okay. What do you call so, the taking over of a land that wasn't theirs?
1: So when you're talking about in Genesis 15, well, when I- Abraham when Abraham took uh, took out so- uh, the the five kings that just beat Sodom, Gomorrah, and them, and Abraham had an army of uh, 308 men and or 16 men and de- destroyed the army that just beat a bunch of other kingdoms. Took back every all the possessions. Could have easily taken over the the land of the Canaanites. And then God said to him do not take the land for their iniquity is not yet complete. Their iniquity, the, your, your nation will go under 400 years of slavery, uh, but, and then their iniquity will be complete.
0: Yeah. I, so none of that makes any sense when, when you're, when you say so, it out loud and you're trying to, you're trying to make a sensible case for why this is well, necessary.
1: <laughs> what I'm saying is, God was saying that these are the, Abraham recognized that the Canaanites were not a righteous people he had an army that could have taken up, out those people okay, but God told but them it, that, I don't, th- I don't that he care couldn't about the timing. do
0: it Yeah, I don't care about the timing because he still ultimately did it. The whole uh, land of Canaan, the whole uh, promised land was a land that God promised to his people that belonged to someone else
1: yeah, and he didn't give them That's the land evil. until the people there were sacrificing children on the altar of Moloch. Do you know what that altar was like?
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm, any... I'm, I'm actually not impressed about your indignation of child sacrifice, because God accepted human sacrifice. He did not. He did accept when? human sacrifice. There was. I,
1: I know you pointed out that, uh, I think it was Abraham... You you were bringing up as part of your
0: yeah that's not the one I'm talking about.
1: Oh, okay. then you're talking about uh, when Joe uh, Josephine? No. no. Um, when he comes back from after yes. saying whatever comes that out, guy. I, that the reason why she mourns for virginity is because she's now going to work as a servant.
0: Yeah, that's not that's not actually how that reads. So I understand that that's how uh, Christians like to soften that blow, but that's that's not actually how that reads. Um, the man, his name will come to mind uh, in a moment, but we're talking about the same guy, so I'm not going to overly really worry about it. Uh, Promise to sacrifice um, anything that came out of his house uh, first. God said, okay, knowing full well what was going to come out of his house, uh, his daughter said, okay, look, I get it. Uh, you made a promise, it's gotta happen. Uh, just let me let me mourn a little bit before this thing goes down. That's the story, and you can you can retell the story in a way that makes you sleep at night, but but that's the story. And as far but, as But well,
1: have you talked to Orthodox Jews about this story?
0: I have talked to Orthodox Jews and <laughs> about, what is, about this and, what and many they, other stories. what do they believe? It depends on the Jews. There's, there is no, um, it, it depends on the Jews and the Midrash and the, you know, their, their particular, uh, bent. So I don't know that, I don't know that we can get, uh, a single, um, understanding of this story. It really depends on, um, what, what the person is reading into it. For me, uh, I have always understood that story to be what it seems to be saying. And this is as, as a Christian, not, not as an atheist. That's, that's mm-hmm. just what the story said. It's, it's a little like people trying to rewrite the story of how God tells Abraham to sacrifice his child. Now, if child sacrifice is so hideous, here is a God that's telling a guy who is familiar with child sacrifice to go sacrifice your kid. And he's not telling him, um, you know, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. It's really not going to happen. As far as Abraham is concerned, he's going to kill his kid. What God just mm-hmm. told him to do is kill his kid. I don't actually care what happens after that. God tells Abraham to kill your kid in my name, Abraham says, okay, and is prepared to do it. That is obscene before you move on to the rest of the story. It's already obscene at that point. Mm. And on the, on the subject of child sacrifice, there are a few passages in the Old Testament where soldiers are commanded to rip children out of the wombs of the mothers, as as a and they had to do it as a form of obedience to God. Now you may not call it a child sacrifice, but this is not a God that's shy about killing kids. When you look at Ephesians, the tenth uh, Ephesians, the Egyptians, the tenth plague, the whole idea of this plague was we're going to kill the firstborn children. It doesn't matter whether they were fifty or five months old; mm-hmm. they're going to die. This is not a God who shies away from killing kids. So I'm I'm not entirely sure where well, your indignation comes from with, you know, the gods of Molech and so forth. How about the God of Abraham? He was an awful god and he killed as many kids as anyone. With with one, I would say one, God God recognized that Molech
1: was just an idol made by man. So when people were sacrificing. Wait, wait, wait. On, Are on you saying arms, that when they
0: killed children for the right God that it was okay? I think God doesn't look at our bodily death
1: as anything but us. Okay, so all you're doing is now
0: you're justifying child sacrifice, just like no, I don't think
1: I don't think that that he ever required. Child sacrifice. Wrong. No, God, okay, well, Abraham, you may not call Abraham, it sacrifice. Abraham was supposed to. Uh, he he asked Abraham to be willing to well to sacrifice Isaac on, on the altar. Right. Isaac he demanded a he demanded Isaac a child
0: the, sacrifice.
1: Isaac was the promised child that that uh, that God delivered to Abraham. Abraham didn't so know Abraham, that God could Abraham, have God could
0: have raised up another child. God could have raised it, up Isaac. It doesn't matter. God still told him to kill him. Abraham recognized that this was a miracle
1: already that having that son at that age and everything else
0: Dinner, i don't care if it was a miracle i don't care if that was a miracle i'm saying it is a scene to tell someone that, to kill their kid and that god had been
1: been faithful through to this point doesn't it matter was,
0: how faithful he's been through to that point he told him to,
1: that he would be faithful to he tested him by miracle. telling him
0: to kill his kid
1: Yes. That's wrong. Um, Period. And then then, (laughs) Abraham was expecting that either God would raise him
0: back or or that God. How is raising him back better? He still would have murdered his kid. I, I don't care how you finish that story. It is obscene at the beginning. You can't justify it by saying, well, he would have raised him up after that. You still have a murder on your hands. And, and more to the point, you have a command to murder on your hands. And Abraham was chosen because he was willing to say, okay, I'll kill my kid without question. That should have disqualified him. What Abraham should have said is, no, Lord, kill me instead because I will never raise a hand against my kid. That's what he should have said. I, uh, like I said, I I think Abraham
1: knew f- full well that uh, through the promise of God that that this child was to be the next the the lineage to the nation.
0: Okay, well let's test that theory. Let's let's see if you really believe that. You've got two kids. Uh, I don't even have to guess whether you love your kids. I I've believe never you, been I, promised I that you. My, It doesn't that matter. It Doesn't matter. Just kids. just follow me. Just follow me. This is what I call the Abraham test. Because I want to see how much you really believe what you're saying right now. If God told you to kill your kid, and I am not talking about, well, you think it's God, you're not sure it's God. You're, let's, let's pass by all that. It is God. It's God. We don't have any question about that. I know it. You know it. Everybody knows it. We all admit God told you to kill your kid, just like he did Abraham. Do you kill your kid or do you tell God, no, I will not? So I'm just thinking. I understand. I, look, it, this, this may seem like an unfair test. I gave myself the Abraham test first when I was a Christian. And I can tell you, when I was very young, uh, under 15, I would have said from the pulpit, which I did many times in many pulpits, that I would do such a thing. But after about 20, when I was maybe childbearing age, uh, I recognized you know what, there's no chance on earth that I would ever kill my child. I, I would tell this God, look, God, I'm sorry. Um, you're going to find someone else or you're going to have to kill me now. I would never do it. I recognize that I would never do that. I recognize that the order to kill my child uh, is immoral. And I well, and per- I simply wouldn't do it. And And so I had to go through this. And this was one of the things that started me out of faith and i am trying to get you to face this reality too
1: no i i recognize it and and let's put it this way i i also uh, i started being confronted by that idea actually first when i was hearing when isis first came about here about i don't know i don't know how long they've been around at this point but but uh that christian families um what was happening is ISIS was coming into their homes and they weren't putting the gun to the parents' head and saying, "You recant or you will die. They were putting the, the gun to their children's head and said, recant or they will die. And that's where I was confronted with it. And it was, do I love – is that a – will? am I willing to do that? Am I willing to say no? I will not reject Jesus.
0: Well, I think I think and, that uh, is a another uh, interesting question to be sure. But that that question it is different. It, it is yeah. different.
1: No, I recognize that that is different, and uh, and so I I don't know that I what I would say in that in in the situation of God specifically asking me if you don't but know I what will, you would I say, will, then
0: you are entertaining the possibility that you wouldn't do it. And I would say that that.
1: First Corinthians, thirteen, uh, says that you will not be tested beyond what you can bear. God is faithful, and with temptation, He will provide a way out. It makes you and think, I think that that's, that's what,
0: a test beyond what you can bear. He gave the test to Abraham. He gave
1: the te- that doesn't mean I have the will, the same will as Abraham.
0: Well, but I'm saying but, that Abraham made the wrong decision. <laughs> it, the fact that he gave that test to anyone is is wrong. Uh, so I'm I'm asking you. You are telling me that this God is a just God, and that this is a God that's true to life. And uh, if if that is true, then this is a true to life question that you have to be prepared to follow God wherever He leaves and does whatever He says. I believe if that's the typical yep. conservative line. And I, I got to tell you, I've listened to many sermons where my father stood in the pulpit and said if God told him to kill one of his kids, he would do it. I'm sitting there. I'm right here. Mm-hmm. You, you would what? Try it, old man. <laughs> so that's not... That is, that is in fact, an, well, and an Isaac, immoral Isaac idea. Isaac what they were
1: doing. And where, <laughs> Isaac asked where the sacrifice was, and then Abraham said, God will provide himself the sacrifice. And 2,000 years later... He prov- God literally provided himself as the sacrifice.
0: Okay, that's nice poetry, but that doesn't get you out of the Abraham problem. But
1: I know so, it doesn't get me out of the Abraham problem.
0: Okay. I told you, I, I don't know what I would do specifically
1: in that situation. I, I really don't.
0: I, I, I'd like. Okay, then stop selling it as if people should uh, worship this as if it's good news, as if it's a good book. Because if you don't know what you would do, no, just
1: because I don't uh, don't think that I could make that as a decision does not mean that that
0: God. Well, but you're was, telling other people that they should follow God wherever he leads do, do whatever he says. I think the real point. I,
1: I think the real point of God doing that was to test Abraham to say that do you believe in the miracle more than you believe in me? So uh, he promised him a son. Do you do you do you worship the promise more than you pro, uh, than you worship me? Now God didn't promise me a son.
0: I don't, it, so doesn't, if, it doesn't matter. It doesn't okay, but, matter what God it, promised you or does, not promised you. It, it is important. No, in it's the not. What's important oh. is God told you to do something. That's the only thing that's ever been important. Okay, and The but, only but question that you ever me. have to answer is, do you obey him or not?
1: I, I think... Uh... I would say I would obey him, uh, not not specifically in that, but it, it, because, again, that one, I don't think I would be tested like that, specifically really? like that. Say,
0: so, so you think that it was fair when Jesus uh, told a rich man, tell you what, I know you're good in everything um, that I would want to, but how about this? Give so away all everything. your money. Yeah. You think that's fair? Yeah. Well, I think you're setting a double standard.
1: No, um, no, no, no! I, I think, yeah. I think God did not set these, these, these examples that you're talking about up to be uh, spread out. Everyone has to do this. God, uh, God, knit okay, a specific well, you can say individual. That they're arbitrary. I don't,
0: I don't. It's fine. I'm not saying they're, they're arbitrary.
1: arbitrary. I'm saying that they're they're, they're important, but the, we must understand that they're all individuals.
0: Okay, but I'm saying they, it's immoral, no matter whether it's an individual or everybody. It was wrong to do it to Abraham. It was wrong to do it to the rich man. These types of immoral. Even, challenges are wrong, and they should not be I, done. In the, in the same way that well, it, you're struggling it, it, to figure it, out whether you should do it or not, everyone else would be struggling too. Uh,
1: yeah, I, I don't think it, God. God said that following me is like it's it's going to be sunshine and rainbows all the way through.
0: Yeah, uh, he also didn't. He, he, he also didn't say it's it following a moral a, monster. And if I, if I, your I God is he, telling he, you, you to kill your kid. You're following a moral monster. It, if he doesn't tell you, but tells your neighbor to kill your, his kid, you're following a moral monster. It, it doesn't matter that it was your neighbor and not you. So, uh, look, time time is moving on. Yeah, a uh, couple of more, couple of more points. Uh, you mentioned uh, the universe. Let's go to the universe next. Uh, saying true things about the universe. So, in my counter case, I mentioned. Um, uh, young earth creationism. I believe mm-hmm. that the Bible is proposing a young earth creationism. And a lot of uh, liberal Christians these days are saying, no, no, the Bible is, is um, supporting uh, an old earth creationism. Uh, so first of all, uh, where are you there? Do you agree with me that the Bible is promoting a young earth, uh, or do you believe with uh, other uh, thinking Christians that it's an old earth?
1: I I believe it's a young earth, and uh, I would say that in all—I would say that it is probably one of the beliefs that I hold that is uh, purely—well, not purely, but I I believe it is one of the more beliefs that I I, I rest in faith uh, more than anything. Um, I was going to actually
0: ask you about that, and I'm glad to hear you say that. I'm glad to hear you be— Very honest and straightforward about that, because most uh, young earth Christians I know would not say what you just said. So let me just ask the question that I was thinking. Let me make sure that your answer still matches up with it when I ask it. Uh, Are you a young... if, If science came up with more evidence for old earth, would you then believe the science or would you trust in what the Bible is saying about the earth?
1: Uh, well, one, I don't think actually that's where the science is trending. I think it actually is trending the other way. But Pretend science, with me. Let's say that science does happen.
0: It's a fairly straightforward question. Would I, you, I know, would you deny know, the science I, and, and obey what you think God is saying, or would you abandon your belief in what the Bible is saying and follow the science? So while you're thinking I would, about curr- this, okay, I, well, go ahead.
1: I would say currently uh, I would
0: currently where I stand, I, I would follow my belief. OK, um, so I was I was where you are right now. I, I told you before the show, I, I believe most of the things that you believe now. I may have believed them even stronger uh, than you at some point. I was a young Earth creationist. And I still believe that when I read the Bible, it is promoting a young Earth um, uh, worldview. And in fact, I would say that most of the Bible just doesn't make sense in an old worldview. You you can't you you can't get the sense you you get out of the the Bible some of the statements of Jesus and Paul, for instance, on the view of an old Earth. So I would say that they also understood um, Adam and Eve as literal uh, people, Garden of Eden, whole nine yards, and so. Um, I also believed that. And I believed when I was younger that I didn't care what science said. Scientists were fools. The, no, I, the, the Bible, I don't think they're fools. But I'm giving you a little bit of insight into me. Okay. Scientists were fools. They were fools. And here's why they were fools. They were fools because God already told us the answer. And if they are looking for a different answer or their searching gives them a different answer... They have to be fools. Let God be true and every man a lie. That's what I believed. Until I grew up a little bit more. And I read, and I read a few more books. And I ran into what you would call cognitive dissonance. I, I was understanding what the science was saying... And I understood very clearly that it was in conflict with what the Bible was saying. And I had to make a hard decision to deny the science or deny the Bible. I denied the Bible at the end of the day.
1: Hmm. Well, like, like I said, I, think, I, I honestly think that the science is actually trending towards... Um, well, a beginning to the universe, that there was thousands of years that there was, no, it was always, the universe is eternal, of course it's eternal, it's always been. Um, Only only the Judeo, well, the monotheistic worldview held that there was a beginning. Um, And then, uh, let's put it this way, I... We, we have other other things there's lots of things that have been placed in, uh, in the Bible that that point towards a science that is um, that, that didn't make sense at the time or, or but does now and things like that like like for instance when there's the abomination that causes desolation he's in the synagogue um, in the old, uh, in the synagogue and says, uh, I am God. so the the Antichrist is in the temple of uh, of Jerusalem that doesn't exist right now uh, and is is saying, I am God. and uh, that everyone's supposed to run. How is everyone supposed to know that 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 happened? People in the fields are supposed to just drop what they're doing going. People on the rooftops are just supposed to run away. Uh, this is in Jerusalem. When when the two prophets that are supposed to be speaking to the people they 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 are uh, in that same old old testament or sorry uh, revelation time that end times prophecy um, the, these two prophets die and everyone can see them around the world and celebrates for three days no one knew how that news could even leave Jerusalem uh, within within a day like it would. You're, you how is it supposed to get across the entire world in 3 days but now in and, and in the 1800s christians were mocked for this belief now we live in a world where this this belief makes sense that of course people could see what was happening in in israel in a day i, I lost the thread um... the idea is that there 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 are sciences that appointed or or there have been there are things in the bible that uh, that Are claims that
0: I I don't see how that how that shows that the Earth is young. That have been ridiculed, right? Well, we Um, we ridicule the things that we can prove wrong, right? I mean, well,
1: we could we could prove uh, wrong that the idea that in the sixteen or in the eighteen hundreds we could prove wrong that that the news could travel around the world in three days. We could prove that wrong. We could prove the fact that there was no Israel for for uh, this person to stand. So in. We I don't, can prove I don't that wanna, wrong up until seventy years ago.
0: I don't want to get far afield here. What you, what you're saying is because, um, because you think the Bible is right about some things that people thought it was wrong about. Therefore, it's reasonable to believe that the Earth is about six thousand years old. Is is that what I'm getting? Is that your is that your point?
1: I think, uh, well, to a degree, yes. Um, we, yeah. we it is reasonable to believe that the Bible has been ridiculed for the scient for the claims that it's made because science uh, science has pointed it in other places, and as we we discover more, um, we start to understand that that uh, it's closer to accurate, or it is so, accurate. So, in I'm, this, so I'm not going to
0: uh, so argue with you about with the, the, the age new... of the Earth and the universe, so I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you all of that. I, I'm, I'm going to say, though, that at least the audience for this podcast, nobody is a young Earth creationist who, who says mm. it out loud, and um, I, I, would, I would just I, say that I, you're, I will... you're not going to convince anyone listening to this that the world is about 6, thousand years old and I I, and would...
1: I don't think I don't think I necessarily have to if God if 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 it like like you said most most uh, apologists and things like that will be of the more uh, you know, old earth creationist what does that does that mean that there can't be a God
0: well uh, it, would, it would so. mean I that the this... Bible is wrong. Is what it would mean, because we both agree that the Bible is is calling for young earth.
1: We both agree that. If the
0: earth is old, then the Bible is wrong. Can can we agree on that?
1: Well, it would mean I was wrong for—I could be wrong in holding that belief. Like uh, there are there are intelligent people that hold the belief that the, that it is old Earth, and they are willing to defend well, I it. Care, a th- I don't care. I don't care about intelligent people. Are they?
0: They're either right or wrong. What you what we both agreed. But on... But I'm
1: either right or wrong.
0: Okay, but what like, we what we both agreed on is that the Bible is pro- is proposing a young Earth.
1: I that's how I read it.
0: Right. Exactly. That's how I read it too. So if the way you read it is correct and the Earth actually is billions of years old, then you would have to acknowledge that the Bible is wrong. I, I still would say that...
1: that so you that, can it,
0: understand at least why I would have yes. come to the yeah. understanding no, that I, the Bible is wrong.
1: And and like I said, oh so... L- if i wanted to point directly towards young earth creationism I, I would say that we 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 did not have the big bang theory um a thousand years ago um that would have been uh, the beginning of the universe would have been a ridiculous theory uh, has been a ridiculed theory throughout throughout the years mm-hmm. um we did not we believed it was actually in 1910 1920 mm-hmm. uh the the predominant theory is that the earth was mainly methane and uh and what was the other chemical? Well, that protein was easy to come across, and that uh, we had a really good chance of of producing protein, So life would have come about through through this soup. We now believe that even if the soup that the Earth was uh, formed uh, at the beginning, uh, and this is just through purely um, old old uh, Earth science, uh, as I don't know how you would put it. It's through perspective of physicists and and uh, cosmologists and things like that. So even if the whole universe was made of that soup, the odds of us coming to life through the, pro- the amount of proteins it, it, it would take more time than we have.
0: Okay, I don't I don't mean to cut you off, but I, I think that's getting far afield. And it doesn't actually address the, the 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 central point here, being that the Bible promotes a young Earth creation and if you think that and if you think that the earth is old the bible is wrong um the the, again i
1: I think i think i think because there are so many
0: uh i i I get your point i I don't uh, want you to recapitulate why you think the earth is young it doesn't matter (laughs) okay that's that's not that's not actually the point um so we talked to i i i gave um three counterpoints. One of them was, yeah, creation myth, uh, not right, Bible's not right. Two, God's moral intuition, we've talked about that. Um, things that you but wait, think...
1: Wait, wait, wait. Where, where do you lay your morality in?
0: You want to talk about the moral argument? Okay, let me get let me get through these and we'll swing back okay. around and talk about the moral argument a little bit. I, um, so, God's moral intuition, wherever I get my moral uh, uh, founding from, I can show you from my perspective... God's moral intuition is off. So, it, it, so in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter. The answer to your question does not matter. God's moral intuition is uh, offensive to my moral compass. Now, we can argue about which one of us, me or God, has the better moral compass. But the fact is, we have different moral compasses. And in order to obey God, I would have to... I would have to go against what I think is morally good. So uh, once again, we've talked about that. We've mentioned some of those things and why I think that uh, God's morality is non-existent. Um, and so the Bible the Bible clearly promotes some of these things that are, I think, immoral, not just today, but always for all people at all times. The third thing uh, that you mentioned, and I rebut it, was about the accuracy uh, of scripture. Uh, you mentioned how Luke was the most accurate uh, of all historians. Uh, obviously, I take exception to that. Um, I, uh, I would say that there are a few examples. I could probably give four or five uh, off the top of my head, but I will I will limit myself. The ascension Okay. Uh, of Jesus. In uh, in Luke, uh, it happens in a day. In Acts, it happens in 40 days. Uh, Luke wrote Acts. I understand Luke wrote Acts, and okay. this, this is the reason I use that particular example, because in two different writings that Luke writes at two different times, he has two different uh, details that conflict with each other—that is not a sign of accuracy. And I understand some of the the excuses about oh telescoping or um, compression, time compression. Um, that that simply doesn't work. Luke makes it clear and takes pains to suggest that this happened at uh, in a very com- uh, compressed amount of time, it happened very Whoa. fast. He 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 lays out the stories. That, that Luke knew uh, he lays out the fact that he the yeah, he he lays out the, the, story, on, lays out the stories Egypt. that he knew but he puts it all in a day Let's let's be clear about that Luke, and Luke puts it in 24 hours He
1: he does not say uh, he, he what it goes to is he goes from the 12 the meeting of the 12 in in the room or uh, meeting of the apostles in the in the room to the and then he took them towards bethany now the ascension happened on on the mount of olives um and
0: Depends you on can what go through,
1: you can go through a a, a thing through cross examine talking about uh 40 days specifically and how how it all lines up um but I, I think Luke finished talking about it. I, who knows? It just, he could have just—he just gave a little bit of detail of, of
0: where he went. Once or twice, Luke uses phrases like "in that very hour." Yes, he, he's—he's very—he's very clear about this, and so uh, I will not put this in the show notes. But anyone who wants to read the account, just read the last chapter of Luke. It's Luke twenty-four. Uh, you can read the whole chapter from start to finish, and you will see that all of these things happen in a day. And, uh Acts, it happens in 40 days. That is not the only place where Luke uh, gets some confusion. So you can spend all of your time trying to make that harmonize, but you will have lost the thread if you do. For instance... I, uh, okay. Okay, for, so for instance, another, another place where uh, Luke... Uh, seems to get uh, some details uh, out of whack. Let let me see. I got this pulled up. Okay. So uh, I'm just going to read this. Um, This is from uh, an internet forum, and um, I was pulling together some stuff. I just pulled this quote, Uh, but I did go back and read through all of this stuff. These are things that I know. These are things that people know. So he says, uh, Acts chapter uh, 9, verse 19 through 28, shortly after his conversion. Paul went to Damascus, and a few days later was in the synagogue preaching Jesus. Then he went to Jerusalem, met with the uh, apostles, and that is exactly um, how that story reads. Galatians 1, 10 through 20, Paul says he did not go to Jerusalem to confer uh, with flesh and blood, but he went to Arabia for three years. Then he uh, went to Damascus, and after this went to Jerusalem and and saw only Peter and james the the point being that Luke's account of Paul's conversion is different in uh, almost every detail than Paul's own account of his conversion one of them is wrong these are not harmonizable they are different accounts with different details so we can believe Luke's account or we can believe paul's account now i don't well, wh- I don't actually think much of Paul, but I tend to think that paul's account probably is best read from Paul when other people give the details and they're different from Paul.
1: So Luke picks up the story when he goes to Jerusalem. Paul starts before then.
0: Where are you getting this from? I, I understand your desire to try to harmonize this, but that is not how the Bible reads. That is not what it says. And once again, you know, people can, people can read these texts for themselves, Acts 9, uh, 19 through 28, and then read that side by side with Galatians 1, 10 through 20. This, this is not something that's new. This is not something that I discovered yesterday.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: This is, <laughs> people have been talking about this stuff for a long time. Even the details uh, that Luke writes about the conversion experience, he, he uh, recounts it twice. And what the first time, uh, he recounts it as a narrative happening. And the second time, he recounts it as Paul telling the tale. And even those details are different. And, and that's, that's the same writer. All I'm mm-hmm. suggesting is that the details uh, are played somewhat fast and loose here. Now, what Christians would say is that these types of details wouldn't have mattered in in, his story, in history at that time. And things like timelines wouldn't have mattered uh, to historians at that time, so they could they could take events and uh, put them in different arrangements. Uh, So if if a thing, well, let let me let me just say this because this comes from Christians, Christian scholars, in fact. Uh, So things uh, that may have happened first, second, and third, the the writer may have written third, first, and second for their for their own narrative. And a thing that may have taken uh, one day or 10 days, the writer might have expanded to 40 days for a narrative purpose. 40, for instance, is a very important uh, portentous number. Uh, so you, you can't actually take details like that um, as seriously in ancient history um and they would have still been considered accurate historians. And my response to that is, I don't care whether they would have been considered good historians for their time. They wouldn't be considered good historians for our time.
1: Okay, but w- the reason why this this man took Luke's uh, took Luke's gospel for being a good gospel, uh, uh, good historically accurate, is because he chose to base it off of the details of of who was the king and and governor and leadership at that time and then then base the story out of that that
0: piece right and I don't see why any of that matters if I write a fictional well, if I write a fictional story about 9/11 uh, guess what I can get all the details right about 911 the names of the people on the planes uh, the names of the firefighters the governor at the time. Uh, the president, their statements. I can get all kinds of details at this time, but I can still well, weave yes, a story full of get, holes. You can get you
1: can get all the details now. He couldn't get all the details. Not not with the resources. Without being there, he needed to be there to get these details.
0: Okay, but I'm I'm not sure that that matters. So you you can just say this is a historian who knew the details of a particular time and place. That doesn't mean that the narrative that he wove around those details is accurate.
1: I, I, I think you're, you're trying to, uh, like I said, I, I believe with, with he is accurate for his time. Like these, the same as these scholars are, are saying. And I believe the reason why this, this particular guy, the, the, um, sorry, I'm trying to remember his name, William Ramsey, the mm-hmm. reason why he he was quoted as saying that he was a 1st rank historian is based on um, him being better than the time, Okay, not, not, not him being not better than today's with, first standard. First of all, I'm
0: not impressed with William Ramsey, so I'm not impressed with his opinion. I don't really care what Ram- William Ramsey thought about uh, okay. Luke's accuracy, so that doesn't you know, that this this kind of argument from authority doesn't really work for me. Um, okay. So uh, what I care about are the things that I mentioned. I mentioned to you in a, a couple of places, I think I've maybe mentioned three uh, things, where the details are uh, wrong or contradictory um, and, and how it's explained away by saying, well, the details don't really matter. So, you could say, well, so, uh, some of the details are right. And you, you can look at the missionary journeys and you can look at the, 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 the waterways and the, the land masses and see where things were and how long it took to get to places. And all I would say is, yeah, okay, so that was written by someone who uh, knew the seas. Great. That doesn't mean that they're giving an accurate story uh, about the more fantastical things that they're talking about. And I don't have any reason to believe that they're giving a terribly accurate story, even about the mundane things. Because, as I mentioned, uh, he, he, he disagrees with Paul. He disagrees with himself. And Christians just shrug it off and say the details don't matter. And I, when I, what I'm telling you is if the details don't matter, it ain't history. It certainly I, I... isn't a good one.
1: Well, like like I said, uh, I I haven't studied this well enough to to have uh, have the best answers for you. I I well, you studied I it well can, enough to
0: quote William Ramsey.
1: I studied a bit of William Ramsey, uh, that's, so I've studied a person, uh, Frank Turek, uh, I think has, has uh, quite a bit of work on it, and that's from his book is why I started studying so I, William I, Ramsey. I
0: will be talking to an expert um, soon, I think, about the book okay. of Acts, but I, I, would, I would suggest that you stop studying experts on Acts and study Acts. Study Well,
1: Luke. I, I study Acts. Okay, I well, study for but, what it...
0: So, you study Luke. Study uh, the book of Luke, the book of Acts. If you think he's a great historian, study that and study what people say about him. And, and just a thing that maybe you d- wouldn't want to do, but I'm going to suggest, study what skeptics say no,
1: that, about No, that's what I try to do as well. Okay, I, so I'm you, sh- you should...
0: To re- if you do that, you will recognize that there are many problems... With the accuracy uh, of Luke and Acts, and it, it's not wiped away by citing some authority of a man who thought that Luke was pretty, pretty
1: cool. well. well I, I will point out, William Ramsey went out with the and like he wanted to disprove the gospel. That was I don't why care. he left.
0: I, yeah and, I don't care that does not matter
1: <laughs> that is so that is, he he was a skeptic. that's why I thought it was important to start studying him okay
0: as, i don't I don't know William Ramsey personally though I don't know what motivates him. All I can say is I can point to very specific things where the details are wrong, and I've done that on a couple of uh uh places here, and you can shrug them away and say the details don't matter um And and, and just ignore the issue, but you at least have to understand why someone like me, who was a Christian, not a skeptic, who runs into these things and says, wait a minute, that's wrong. I I didn't start out trying to disprove acts. But I can't deny the evidence of my eyes. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, I I would say that... uh, I just, I read the same accounts and come to a different conclusion. You read the ending
0: of Mark, right? Yes. And uh, do you believe that the ending of Mark stops at verse 21 or verse 8?
1: I believe, uh, well, that one's hard hard to know because,
0: well. No, it's not. It's in the Bible. You're a biblical literalist, right?
1: I can see that uh, that those, um, that, that that was added in later manuscripts. I don't. I can't I don't know whether or not they they that that was a copy that had, had been lost over the years and there's just that's only reason why that that one lasted longer. Okay,
0: but you're tell, you telling me that the Bible uh, you know, I should trust its accuracy and you can't even tell me if a significant chunk of the Bible is the Bible.
1: I I think every all were all scriptures God breathed and profitable. So for teaching. so
0: do you think that it is all scripture all the way to verse twenty one? I believe so. Okay, then I don't I don't know why you just went through that whole dodge there. So you do think that uh, nine through twenty one is scripture, and yet you do know what scholars say that yes. it that it is in fact not, but in addition to. And I would say, just being generous to the argument, we don't know. I, and there's no way to settle it. There's no way to settle that issue. Mm-hmm. We can't interrogate history any further than we have on this matter. We will never know whether well, that was I, an original part of Mark or not.
1: I, I disagree.
0: Really? I how do, how we, do we know? How do we settle it?
1: I, I, I think we will know. I don't... I. I I think uh, okay,
0: but you agree that we don't know right now.
1: I, I agree, we don't know. Right okay, now. so no, I, I, think, I think I think any more claims, discoveries are happening. That I think
0: that any claims of the accuracy of the Bible are useless when you have chunks of the Bible that you don't know whether it's Bible or not.
1: Well, but they're all they're all well, at least in uh, most modern Bibles, they're they're subject to being. Brought out and, and put as uh, as bracketed scripture or or whatever the right. case all that, 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 that they means mark.
0: Is, all that means is they don't actually think it's scripture but it's in there and if they took it out people wouldn't buy the Bible that, that's that's a sales mechanism that is not that is not actually uh, uh, integrity as far as I'm concerned if they really think that it's not scripture they shouldn't print it if you think it's not scripture you should you should um, magic marker it out of your Bible. The fact that you have it in there and you probably read it and use it in sermons means that you think it's Scripture. So um, whatever you're saying now, if you use it in your sermons and if you do use it in Bible readings in church, you do think it's Scripture.
1: Either well, that, yeah, or, you, no, I, either that I, or you're I, not
0: being honest. No,
1: I, I do believe it is Scripture. I do preface that, that when uh, I do talk on these. Uh, well, why would that you preface it? it? Is, why would I preface it? Yes. Because, uh, it, like like anything, I think I think we have to recognize that things
0: are subject to criticism. Well, no, no, no. It's, it's either God's word or it isn't. <laughs> now, if you're saying we don't know it's God's word, if it's God's word, which you just said now, then I should then you shouldn't God's read it yet. as if it was. If you do think it is, then you sh- it shouldn't be bracketed. Um, woman, woman caught in adultery in John. God's word or not?
1: Mm. I believe it is God's word.
0: Yeah, and same thing. Uh, most scholars. I know. Don't. I
1: I, re- I recognize that.
0: Right, and so once again, you're you're trying to sell me on the accuracy of a book where there are chunks of it where we don't even know if those things even belong, let, let but, alone but whether they're. Tr- but
1: regardless, w- you're 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 trying to state that because because of the fact that these all uh, that it has these uh, these things, but even even Bart Ehrman recognizes the fact that the that the the story of the of the bible is not lost through all of, anything that you're saying is inaccurate
0: Oh, well, okay, Bart Ehrman, I've, I've read Bart Ehrman ex, extensively, uh, and he does not believe that the Bible is a reliable uh, guide for anything, and he doesn't believe that we have the words of the Bible, and he does believe he that there are, and he does believe, and he does, no, he doesn't, he, do, he believes that there are places where there is significant loss where we don't know what it says, and he gives some examples in um, his book, Misquoting Quoting Jesus. Yeah, no,
1: I, yeah. So, yeah, but, so uh, but you're he,
0: misrepresenting what Mar, uh, Bart Ehrman thinks. But he he he
1: does give examples. But the same year he wrote misquoting Jesus, he went on to say when when working on uh, uh, it's actually studied in in schools right now. Um, he worked with uh, one of his mentors on on a on uh, on a piece. I, I can't remember the name
0: right now. I, I can't either, but I've read all three in a set. There was Misquoting Jesus, there was... I can't remember, and then there was God's Problem. I can assure you, um, between but, between but he, all of those books, he never once uh, recanted and stepped back and said, no, we no, have the, the, we have the uh, no, he, message of the Bible. I,
1: I'm not saying that he's saying that we have the original Bible. And when he debated uh, James White on it, he he's that was his biggest hang up it was the idea of the original bible but he would be he was willing to say that that it, uh, the bible that he would say is the most accurate and uh, would differ less than a modern trans, from a modern translation than the ESV does well actually it was the alexandrian text to the uh byzantine text he has they, they he would has, differ more than his, he, uh, than his uh, writing that all the ones that he would right, take you're, out, you're all the sure you're sure picking
0: Ehrman, and I'm not going to let you do that.
1: Um, no, but that <laughs> that was in a debate with 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 someone. So I am, I am familiar to with to Bart I'm
0: I'm familiar with Bart Ehrman's various debates. I, I trust yeah. me, very familiar with Bart Ehrman's various debates. Yeah, and I I assure you that you are misrepresenting Ehrman. Ehrman holds. Very strongly to the idea that there are important places in the Bible where the message is lost.
1: I, I, like I said, I, I, I agree that he does not believe that the that the original Bible is kept. I, I agree that he he doesn't believe that. All I'm saying is he doesn't believe that the differences that he would say are of the original text would not differ more. Than the Byzantine and the Alexandrian text. Uh,
0: okay, that's that's an irrelevant. Uh, well, that's, that's, a, that's, that's an like saying stat. an
1: ESV and a, and a, and a King James Bible it's, would it's differ like count, more than like his. It's like counting the
0: number of words in saying ah, oh, there there aren't that many words different.
1: But no, but it, he, that but that that's doesn't how that James doesn't White speak on to
0: explain that it. doesn't speak to the message. So, for instance, one of the uh, one of the examples he gives. And I don't need Bart Ehrman to give this example. By the way, I, uh, I've known about it for some time uh, because I started studying textual criticism when I was about seventeen. Uh, so one of the examples that he gives is actually one of my favorites because it's 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 hilarious. It's where um, Jesus is. Uh, you talking about shows compassion is yes.
1: supposed to get angry. Uh,
0: yeah, right. He um, man asks. Uh, You know, if you will, (laughs) you know, he'll heal me of this. And Jesus gets angry or Jesus uh, gets very compassionate. Here's the deal. You have no idea which one that is. Uh, We can make a strong case either way. I think the strongest Mm -hmm. case is for anger, but it doesn't matter what I think. The fact of the matter is that's one word difference. It's one word difference, but it's a huge difference.
1: But it's the one word difference. God, God Jesus gets angry, he get, has compassion. But either way, he
0: still does do the work. Yes, but the Bible is not just saying Jesus does the work. Otherwise, it would have said so. Jesus healed him. No, it gives an emotional state of Jesus. Yes, and in some type of motivation. Now, if you don't understand that motivation. Then there is something key here that you don't understand. Now, I just gave that example because y- you could say, "Well, it's it's not a lot of difference in words. This is one word, but it's ex- it's exceptionally important." And that's that's how a lot of these. Uh, Problems are they. They may not well, no, be. No, the
1: vast majority of the problems
0: are well, no, no, a no,
1: comma no. here. I don't care about there. what
0: you call the vast majority of the problems. There are enough of the other kind of problem that it takes up a, a, a good portion of his book. That, yes. So you can't you can't tell a me that, that he there aren't major with saying
1: that that he, he would not differ differ at any point than his mentor that he that uh that is a theist is a christian
0: okay so i encourage people to read misquoting jesus you are misquoting yeah, no Aaron.
1: I, I, <laughs> and I, so... I, I i i i it's in the the in his paperback
0: uh preface yeah i've, look, I've read him. i know him. i'm i'm pretty familiar so um i think um I, I think you have a little bit less familiarity with Ehrman than well,
1: that's than you. probably true. But yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like, like I said, what I, you I, you do, I you make the mistake
0: miserable. of a lot of Christian apologists, and you're young, and maybe I can uh, talk you out of this particular mistake. Uh, Gary Habermas uh, is is one of the pioneers of this what I consider a mistake. It's using uh, skeptics, trying to use skeptics against themselves. Uh, and so they quote a lot of skeptics, and they talk about the minimal facts, and they talk about what, what skeptics accept this fact or that fact or what, you know, what skeptics say about this scripture or that skept- scripture uh, to bolster their case. First of all, you need to realize that you're talking about people who do not accept anything about your interpretation of, of God in the Bible. But second of all, the, the big mistake that's made is they tend to overstate the skeptic's position and inevitably, I don't care how careful a researcher you are, you always end up misrepresenting the skeptic. And and you're doing that now. You are you are going through a a bit of airman cherry picking, and I think that Airman is probably the most misquoted, most cherry picked of all skeptics by Christians. Uh well, you, you, because- you simply aren't gonna get anywhere by quoting Ehrman on this. Uh, not if not if you uh, know Ehrman and understand his writings, and I, I, you have said enough to me that I just don't think you do.
1: Okay, well, I, I, like I said, I, I, well, I stated my case. I, I uh, would, I wouldn't, I, wouldn't, uh, I don't want to make a, a straw man out of what what Ehrman has said. I, I recognize that Ehrman is a skeptic and believes that we. Do not have uh, the original Bible, and that was one of the the pillars that wouldn't allow him to maintain his faith. I recognize all
0: that. Actually, that is not. That, so again, I think I think you are. Well, he, I think he, you're misunderstanding, Ehrman. That's he, not that's not he, what does, made him an atheist. Um, he became an atheist over the problem of uh, evil and suffering. Uh, it was not over the problem of textual criticism. I, I think you should go back and read Ehrman.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, I mean, the the textual criticism stuff, that... um, Now, I can tell you, for me, textual criticism was a problem. Uh, And and these things were much more of a problem for me than I think an academic like Ehrman. Uh, He maintained, uh, as a Christian, uh, through much of his uh, renaissance, uh, when it came to understanding the Bible and textual criticism what took him out of faith was the problem of suffering and for that i recommend you or you know anyone else in the audience to read eriban's book god's problem and if you want to understand Ehrman and why he's not a christian that's the one that'll tell you so i think we've gotten to the bottom of it i think we i think we've gone through um our notes. I think that uh, we've gone through some stuff there yeah. in our notes. Well, I, I, uh, <laughs>
1: what,
0: what? It's okay. One, I've got as well, much I, time like as you've got. What do you? What do you well, want to get off your chest? I,
1: I, what I would say is I, I recognize that most of what we're talking about is, you you are a skeptic of uh, my belief. I I just don't understand why it is that you don't have have any foundational statements like what do you what do you hold your morality up to what do you like i recognize that we've talked about morality and that you you'd believe that it doesn't matter uh, what your morality holds to but uh, like what what where you found your actual life on where do you found your actual belief system on
0: i don't have a belief system and I live one day at a time. As I said up front, I don't I don't have a worldview in that sense. I don't need one. You can't make me have one. You can't make up one and paste it on me. So as well, much as it as much as it troubles you that I don't have a worldview, you're just gonna have to you're gonna have to accept that. <laughs> so <laughs> Sorry. Okay, okay. Well, uh, I, yeah. I don't, I don't need this thing that you think you need in order to figure out what's right and wrong. I don't need some, some kind of organized statement uh, of faith. I don't need a doctrine. I don't need a creed. Um, and yeah, I don't, I don't have one. But I can tell you what my sense of ethics is not based on. It's not based on a God uh that would for instance create a man and woman uh and put them in a garden with a devil to tempt them. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't listen to a god like that to save my life. It is not based on a god uh that would tell uh, people in war to take the girls too young to have had sex uh, and take them as uh, uh, war rape wives and kill all of the other kids, boys, women, and men. Uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't take moral advice from that God to save my life. I, I don't get my morals from a God that uh, puts plagues on uh, a country and he targets one of the plagues specifically at children. Uh, I wouldn't. Li- I wouldn't listen to that God for anything. I wouldn't listen to a God that tells a guy to kill his kid to sacrifice for him as a test. That's that's how this God does? I wouldn't take my morals from that God for anything in the world. Uh, and so. I I don't always know what is ethically best in any given situation, but I can tell you absolutely, certainly, one hundred percent where I'm not looking to get that ethical advice.
1: Well, I I would say the only what where you get your sense of morality and what says in Romans
0: two as I don't care what it says in Romans two. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's written on everyone's heart, right, whether I don't or not g- they believe. Or just s- believe. S-
0: sorry, sorry, you're quoting the Bible as if that mattered to me. I don't care what Romans two says,
1: and uh, well, I think that's the only reason why you have a sense of what's right well, and well, what's you, wrong.
0: But you're taking that from a book that doesn't make any sense. You, you, if you if you want to talk about Romans, uh, go back to Romans one, where it talks about uh, God being. Uh, made clear to everyone, and that no one is without excuse. What it's basically saying is that there's I, no, there's no honest disbeliever.
1: I, that, that, I think everyone is presented with with the uh, is faced with God. I think you you earnestly believed in god at one point
0: and i earnestly don't believe in him now but what I, you're saying I, is that i can't possibly be honest that god no no
1: i i think oh, really? i think you are uh, i think you honestly disbelieve and i i, really? I think uh, because Romans I think one you've... says
0: that i don't
1: no i i think no one is without excuse when you stand before god you and you say i i honestly didn't believe in you um, that 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 will no longer be excuse. You had you were in his presence. You talked to him. You prayed with. Uh, you prayed to him.
0: Yeah, I don't think I did. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I, I talked. You, I talked to my. I talked to myself and my community, but I I never was. Did in you earnestly with the deity. believe it then? Sure, I did. I was earnestly wrong. I also believed in Santa when I no, was six. No,
1: but but there was a time. There was a time. There where, was a time
0: when I believed sorry. in Santa Claus. I'm not. I'm not uh, entirely sure what it matters. What I believed when I was young, but no. I mean, did you earnestly
1: believe you had a conversation with
0: God? Honestly, believed I had a conversation with Santa Claus. What's your point? My point is
1: that uh, you you yourself had stated, and it was with um, uh, Dale there. You you were uh, saying that try to you try to remember what you used to you used to. Think and used to believe, and uh, if you ask your parents, it's different. The story doesn't line up. Correct. Um, And so, all I'm saying is, or my point is that that uh, you earnestly believed, and you did have conversation with God. Now, through your 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 how you look at it now is that it it is uh, you had a conversation to yourself, but you are you are misremembering oh. you did have a conversation tell with me god. this
0: what about the people who have never believed what about the people that never never yeah, experienced th- God? that they never believed in god
1: i i think everyone is presented with god so you're saying it,
0: that they're lying that's I, that's I'm really saying, what you're saying, and that's so, that's deplorable. Uh, no, 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 that's ridiculous. I, this is why I, I don't I'm care not, what I'm Romans said, two says. You, see, would... <laughs> I'm not saying that they were. Pre-
1: I'm not saying that they are, have been yet. I'm saying everyone will be presented
0: with the gospel okay, in their life. There are play, people who have died who have not been presented with God. They're they're dead and gone. How, how do you know that? Well, well I don't they're, know they're, unless they're you're there. suggesting that God magically showed up at uh, at the point of their death and had some kind of. Uh, pre-death conversation well, with him uh, you know I don't I, I don't know what what madness you were you were trying to portray well, I, but people would, have I lived and died atheists
1: I, I have a friend of mine he was he 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 does uh, street ministry uh, in Ontario and he was talking to a lady that was because people were leaving Canada going back to Saudi Arabia um, or sorry uh, yeah no uh, and and she she had told him, not he didn't ask her for this. She told him, uh, because he handed her a gospel of John that she has been seeing Jesus beckon her for the last three nights
0: now, or or for over the last okay, three that's a nice night. testimony. I don't believe it, it doesn't but, matter. But she, she <laughs> so, she's sorry. a Muslim
1: being presented with Jesus. I don't without care, ever I don't talking care to about Christians. this story.
0: You understand, CJ, that, th- I, I that a story like that this is, is utterly ridiculous to me.
1: Okay, but, it is but it is
0: convincing to no one. Well, I disagree. I, well, it may think, be convincing to you, and that that is a pity. But that is not a that is not the kind of story that makes someone say, "Oh, well, a Muslim my, saw God, huh?"
1: Well, Maybe I should reevaluate my life. Of stories of people being presented with Jesus not through people, but through dreams and visions. Okay, in, I haven't had any in, of those. But my my point would be that even the people that we decide did not ever get recognized or get uh Yeah, you, uh, you were so you gospel. have a
0: fantasy that everybody's presented with the gospel somehow, some way, uh by uh, either mundane means or miracles. I get it. I get that you think that. That's ridiculous. Well, that uh, yeah. that that very idea is ridiculous and it, it is convincing to no one. But I, I believe we got here. Uh, by suggesting that I don't get my morals from an immoral God, uh, and you started talking about Romans two, and I and I told you I don't care about Romans two. I I explain to you where I don't get my ethics from and why mm-hmm. I don't get my ethics from there. If I had a moral dilemma, I would sooner ask a homeless person on the street for advice than I would interrogate your Bible. Okay. Because the homeless person on the street has most likely not killed any innocent people, and, and the God of your Bible, you you, you can't you
1: you stop misrepresent killing. what I believe. I I don't I don't believe uh, there is a uh, all of sin and fallen short of the glory of God. I don't believe there is uh, is a single innocent in, in without sin. One, two. I believe. Do that you believe when that everybody
0: someone... is deserving of hell?
1: Well, I don't believe that it's a pretty uh, yes or no
0: question. If everybody's a sinner, is everybody deserving of hell? Is,
1: everyone is a sinner. I believe then that is God everybody gives deserving time of hell. For people that like, uh, like, a I'm, child not is not what, I'm not asking about what I'm not asking
0: about whether they can get a, a dispensation of grace. I'm asking if everyone deserves hell. Yes. Okay.
1: No matter how good That's, you are, no matter how great, great of a you are, that is an absurd
0: notion that everybody because, uh, obs- deserves hell. But, but, but why? It's evil. It's an evil notion. Do you think children deserve hell? No, but if. if Do if you he, believe children no, no, deserve. No, I don't. Okay, and I don't why? think they get hell. Well, why, don't, why don't children deserve hell?
1: I believe that they have not reached an age of understanding. What is
0: the age of understanding?
1: I don't particularly know. I don't know. Well, don't it sounds like in, you're making up
0: a doctrine then because the well, Bible I doesn't don't. talk about the age of understanding.
1: Well, even Isaiah recognizes that even Jesus would have a, a time before he was uh, sinless.
0: What?
1: Well, that it, it recognizes that he would have before he reached an age of understanding. Well, like he might have, you know, grabbed something as a toddler. Or something
0: like that. I don't know. What? Okay. Um, so that that's new to me. But okay, I'll, um, I'll I'll let that hang there. Since we're on the I'll subject, to... since we're on the subject, no, don't don't worry. It's it's okay. The listeners the listeners can hear it and look it up if they if they want to. Tell me about hell. Uh, let's maybe we can end on hell. Sure. On <laughs> a dark note. Tell me. Um, is, is hell a state of mind or is it a place of blazing fire and torture for all eternity? What Where, where are you going with hell?
1: I think it's a physical place. I think it is a place outside of
0: God's... Okay, is it torment I, or not? I think it's torment made of it, our own... Is it eternal uh, or not? I still am uh, up and down on that. Is uh, it conscious? Uh, yes. Okay, so it is conscious torment mm-hmm. and you're unsure about the eternal part
1: Yeah, only because of uh, i don't know if it ends at the end of the senate grain or or not when the destruction of satan and everything all the uh demons or if it continues on
0: okay is there fire
1: it describes that
0: yeah well it, so it, is is there fire yeah yeah. Okay. So, fire is a part of the conscious torment uh, that you get in hell, and is is that a fair statement? Sure. Yeah. Okay. I I think that is evil at the at the highest height of evil, and I don't need a moral argument or a worldview to say that's evil, and and I think that any any moral system that gives you that kind of idea that that's how uh, people well, uh, will end up is an evil system that you should abandon.
1: Would would it be better that than God for you spend your entire life you you spend your entire life trying to not be around the God that we're talking about, and that's currently how you are spending your life is to try to not. Uh, be around that god. And so then I'm not he, trying to as, try to well, not be around that God. I'm I, not I around recognize that God. That. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, and okay. and then
1: and then you and then he forces you into his presence. Is that
0: loving? No. No, I wouldn't then, want that then at all. Why
1: would so then he t- puts you in a place where there is no why presence why would he put me in a
0: place all? at all? Because he, because he doesn't destroy you. Why? I'm I did I die. Right? I'm gonna die. You're gonna die. We're, we're all gonna die. He could just leave me yeah. dead. W- why dig me up again and torment me? I don't think he digs you up again. Well, I think, well, what does he I do? I think you.
1: I I think you. you I, I I go back and forth uh, on whether or not we are eternal, but I do believe we have a spirit, and so I think that you just. It, okay, you do just I die? Wait, 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 let's go back. Do I die yeah, I or not? You're, I think you're. I don't think you're. I think your body dies, obviously, uh, but, but you I don't, don't think your
0: think soul that, does. So you don't think I ever die. So I don't see why you're going back and forth on eternity, then.
1: I, I, I think at the if, end of if, if the messianic if, reign. So that's the thousand-year reign of Jesus Christ. Oh I gosh. think at the end of that, so mm-hmm. after a thousand years, that would can, that would be a fairly long time, regardless.
0: Okay, yeah. It would be. So do you think that someone consciously burning in fire for a thousand years is a fit punishment for anything that we can do on this earth?
1: I, I don't think—so oh, you're saying we sin. I don't think we'd stop sinning just because we're in hell.
0: Oh, we would—well, we would, well, of course, if we're able to swear, I'd be doing a lot of that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I don't—so you're saying that he would punish but, me for the swearing that I'm doing while I'm on fire? You're, this God of well, yours is getting well, worse by that, the second. That,
1: So there is the description, one description that we have of Jesus talking to a man from hell, the
0: the Lazarus. Sure. So you think that's an actual story that that happened?
1: I, I think it's God giving a, okay. an
0: allegorical story of what it would be like. But, but so, whether it happened or not, you think that that sort of thing can happen?
1: I, I think it, it would be a description as to to make you understand what right. it would be Got like. Okay. So <laughs> I think I think it is torturous. I don't think it is. I think it is. To be honest, I think it's a torture of our own making. It is the sin of the people. Do we without, do we like the fire? Of God. Wait a minute.
0: What do you mean our own? Do we like think the I fire? Don't, I, I I whether or not. Yeah, sure. We light I, I the d- fire. <laughs> Honestly, <How do> you- <laughs> well, 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 the torture. Uh, well,
1: uh, let's say it's an arsonist that
0: lights the fire. Well, <laughs> well, we, I, why I don't, am I, I, don't why think am you I put in a cell calm. with an arsonist? I'm not mm-hmm. an arsonist. If we, if I go to jail for a crime uh, here on Earth, I'm not thrown in a cell with the worst of criminals. It Depends on my crime. Why am I in the? Why am I in a cell with an arsonist who lights fires and catches me on fire for a thousand years? I don't know. Okay, that doesn't make any sense. Your world view of hell doesn't make any sense. Well,
1: I like I said I th- and I I think it is we choose
0: well, No, we're not case, choosing.
1: No one's You known. chose. You chose to not be in
0: the presence of I God. chose to not be in the presence of the monster that I understand is God. That doesn't mean that I chose to go to a place called hell that's lit on fire. <laughs> why, well, you why would anyone to choose that? A, uh, <laughs> I didn't choose that. If you think that that's my choice, you have greatly misapprehended me. I cho- Let me say for the record, for anyone who's confused about this, I choose not to go to a place where I lit on fire for a thousand years. I and I get punished well, for does, cursing. I will
1: say it does not describe Lazarus as being on fire. It <laughs> describes him in torment and him wanting He actually... says
0: he's on He says he's in torment from these flames. Yeah. I know what the story says, okay? Yeah. There are flames that are tormenting him. Yeah. Okay? And you say he's not on fire. He's in torment from these flames. I assume that he has some kind of body that can withstand the flames and uh, be tormented and not die. Yeah. Okay, so that's what the Bible says. Don't give me any yep. made-up headcanon. Uh, the Bible but, talks but, about being in torment in flames. But Now, you, you want to say it's things, a thousand years. Okay.
1: Said, the next things he says are, warn my brothers. Yeah. And then give me this guy so he'll make it, it so he decides that even in that well,
0: actually he asked for a drop of water because because he's on fire
1: yes you're okay. Right. okay so and then and but then he asked for his servant to come down there with him so he no, he wanted
0: no he, he No, he does not ask for someone to come down with him and to keep him company. He asks for uh, uh, someone to go tell his brothers uh, the truth of reality so that they would avoid this place. He was not trying to get people to come down there. You're, you're, that is, I don't know where you're getting that from. I might. I.
1: I, I well, if I'm wrong, I do apologize. I'm...
0: It's okay. I forgive you. You're not going to have to go to hell for that.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, no, but I, like, like I said, I, I think it is it is a
0: it is a hell of our own design. Um, did, I think well, the great- did, okay. I know you say that, and Christians I, like I, to say I, I that. Re- C.S. Lewis said that, so other Christians say it because they think it sounds smart and it is really stupid. Tell me how hell is of anyone's own design. The Bible says of hell that it is a place that God created for the devil and his angels. That is what it says. It does not say it is a place of our design. It is a place of God's design, and he designed it for the devil and his angels. Where does this nonsense come from that hell is a place of our own design? That's not well, Bible.
1: I, I, it would be like, um, in the, even though the world, even though Earth is uh, of God's design, it, it would be a hell of my own design if... Uh, if I chose to go to an anarchical uh, substate and uh, and was uh, beaten by by people,
0: it would be the same. Yeah, but kind I'm not choosing concept. to do that. Well, and and by the by the way, a- choosing to go there still doesn't mean that that is a place of your design. So let, let's not let's not conflate that. That's still an, a ridiculously absurd and somewhat offensive thing to say. You are telling people that you are saying is going to burn in fire, possibly for eternity, possibly for just a thousand years, that they designed this for themselves. Don't ever say that to someone that you want to have a reasonable conversation with. That's ridiculous. It's immoral. You should never say that. Just because I don't want to spend eternity with someone that I think is a monster. By the way, if you saw God the way I did, you would think he was a monster too. You wouldn't want to spend eternity there either. That would not mean that you want to burn in hell. No, I... I, I... I see
1: what you're what you're saying. I'm glad I, you I, do, say there, and, I I, hope, I, and I I
0: hope that if, if there's one thing that you change out of this conversation, it is that you never say that ridiculous thing to anybody again.
1: Oh, I uh, like I said, I, I I still believe that it is of our of uh, wrong. The, Don't the do it. Design.
0: It is not. It, so tell me how again. Walk me through how hell is my design.
1: I don't know if it's. I don't know if we can make the choice, of, uh, of, of leaving through Christ, of accepting after the fact.
0: Okay, but but
1: so I, it would be at that point. If, if I I don't don't know whether or not that's true. Okay, but but if that was the case, then it would be a locked door from the inside.
0: Wait a minute. It's not locked from the inside. I assure you, if I find myself in a room that is burning, I'm going to open that door. If it's locked, it's locked from the outside, not the inside. That Once again, that is a thing that you pick up from C.S. Lewis, the fool, C.S. Lewis, and you say it to normal people as if it made sense. I am telling you that that is not a part of any moral reality No one locks the door of hell from the inside and chooses to go there. Now, either you need to come up with a way of of making that make sense, or you need to stop saying it, because I'm telling you as a person who is hearing it, that it is an immoral thing to say, and it is offensive, and you need to interact with that.
1: Okay. Well, I don't have have anything right now to...
0: Okay, and until you do, stop saying that. you You're not helping your case by saying that you there is no one that you will ever say that to who says, "Oh, I made hell unlock the door from the inside i'd better I'd better join your church
1: i generally i don't uh I- yeah. Try to force—I'm uh, not a turn-or-burn kind of Christian. Well, I don't you kind try of are a, if
0: you think that I, people I, are throwing bo- themselves into fiery rooms locked from the inside. You kind of are a turn-or-burn well, guy.
1: That, that's why I believe I, I, it is actually— uh, a necessity that we we be willing to talk to people about it because of the horror that that place okay, is Okay so you but think that I hill
0: is such I a horrible place but you've already admitted there are several key things about it that you just don't know. You, you've made up a lot of things, you've got I, a lot of head cannon, you don't know. You're using it as a scare tactic. I I'm telling you I it doesn't work on me because I think it is ridiculous and immoral. Well, you I think
1: bro- You brought up hell.
0: Well, I did. I wanted to I know I uh, wanted to know where yeah, you are. I, I, I can I, tell I, you I, my inter... You
1: wanted to know what I believed about hell. My but I, regular I interlocutor is a
0: Christian who does not believe uh, the things about hell that you do. And in fact, most of the Christians that I interact with these days do not believe what you are professing about hell. What, what you're professing about hell is kind of an anachronistic view. It is not even the majority view. If you look at the polls, if you look at the Gallup polls, for instance, uh, most uh, Americans uh, don't even believe in hell. Most Christians don't even believe in hell. They certainly don't believe in an eternal place of fire uh, that unbelievers okay. will be in. That is not well, a that is not a popular view anymore. That's okay. Uh, I'm
1: okay with not having the popular view.
0: Right. What well, my it,
1: statement What my statement is is that doesn't mean that I, I use it as a I, I, I take a. I take difficulty to the idea that I use it as a, as a scare tactic to to try to say it to people that they um, ought to be is it, believe. Is it not supposed to be it scary? A, it is supposed to be scary. Okay, that then it's a scare tactic. I use, but I don't, I don't use it as a way – means to, to – to try to force my views upon how people, can you I, not, how can you I say that? It, if if they, I use if, it as the the reasoning as to why it is important that I talk to, okay, people, you not, can call it you can call it around.
0: reasoning. I, I, I get that, but if any part of the message from God that you are presenting is either obey me or end up in this place, that is a a scare tactic, be a threat, an ultimatum. That is what that is. Now, I, I don't care what other words you put around it. That's what that's a turn or burn message. See, if it wasn't a turn or burn message, you could say, turn or just live your life in peace. Right? That's not your message. Or turn or die and you'll stay dead. That's not a turn or burn message. What you are saying is turn or literally burn in a place in your own creation locked from the inside. That is literally your message. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't, like I, I said, don't know. I, I, how, so that, I that don't is, see how you're saying you're not a Turner burn kind of guy. You are literally a Turner burn kind of guy.
1: <laughs> I, well, the reason why I'm saying I'm not a Turner burn kind of guy is because I don't, I don't, you know, go onto the street and tell people Turner, you're going to burn. I, I talk to them about, uh, about, well, when do like you both. introduce the hell? If someone talks to me about hell, I'll talk to them about hell. Well, okay, but
0: what I, if they never bring it up because they're not uh, soaked well, in the Christian Well, the only other uh, time that idea. I talk
1: about hell is when it comes up in scripture. Just like, just like the only time okay, my holy. church has ever talked about tithing is when it comes up
0: it always comes up in scripture but let, let's just say you're well, evangelizing well, someone like maybe you're maybe you're door knocking you're in someone's home you're talking to them you're preaching the good news they're kind of following along and nodding but at the end of the day they say yeah no it's just not for me thank you have have some cookies uh move along your way hell never comes you never bring up the consequences of them not obeying the message
1: I haven't been in a situation where I've had to or b- brought it up. Okay, then I've, i, I got to
0: say I've, that if you're in that situation and you leave and you actually think that their, their fate is that they're going to burn in hell and you don't bring well, it up, you're not a good evangelist.
1: Well, and, and that's why I think it is important to talk to people about, about Christianity. It's kind of like, well, in this case, it was the cure to a uh, terrible fate, but uh, to cure to cancer, you would tell people. And that's why
0: okay, I if find you're, it important to If you're only tell telling people. people and you're giving them a carrot that they don't want, but there is a stick on the other side that they that they might want to avoid, you need to, you need to give them both just as a matter of reason. For instance, the, the Christian heaven, I have no use for that. I have no use for the Christian heaven. And so if my choice is um, accept the Christian heaven or stay dead... I choose to stay dead.
1: But it's it would be like me uh, saying, I, I don't think, well, I, I would say that I don't believe God wants people to be around and obey him because they're afraid the choice, of punishment.
0: Well, but okay, but if the choice is Christian heaven or a Christian hell, I'll take the Christian heaven. Okay. So if you don't tell me about the Christian hell when I've rejected your Christian heaven— you're a bad evangelist.
1: Okay, well, I'll I'll accept that as as what you're, uh, like, maybe maybe I ought to talk more about that, but I I would say uh, people are more generally interested in in the rest of what what the Christian doctrine is.
0: Okay, I understand that, but you you must understand, you must face that the vast majority of people you talk to about uh, Christianity are going to reject you. And if you don't, if you're not telling them the whole thing, if you're not telling them the truth of what you think the consequences are, you're doing them a disservice. So you're telling me you believe that they're going to burn in hell, but you're also telling me you're not a turn-or-burn preacher— and that to me is is just contradictory i don't understand how that can be i can tell you when i was uh, evangelizing i preached hell because i believed that people would burn in it and you could say well you know you you care you think that it's important to to give the message so they don't burn you know what message is important to give them there's a hell along the path where you're going and if you keep going there you're going to end up there I can give you two messages. One, I can tell you how to avoid that. But uh, more importantly, I can tell you a better way to live. This is evangelism. But it's not evangelism if you don't tell them all the news. You've given them false options. You've given them the belief that they can just reject what you're saying and go on about their happy lives. And you don't actually believe that. So, yeah, I I would, even though I think it's awful... I think it would make you a worse human being. If you're going to be true to what you say you are, you have to be a Turner burn evangelist because that's what you believe.
1: Well, like, well, I would just say that uh, maybe, I just, I, I ought to reconsider my position as, as far as either. Well, like I said, I—that's uh, what I read as far as scripture goes. So maybe I ought to reconsider how how I talk to people. Yeah, oh, but I, So I the don't...
0: one thing that I may have made you reconsider no, is becoming well, uh, a hellfire preacher. no,
1: no <laughs> I, I,
0: I Now everybody's going to hate me.
1: Yeah, there you go. Uh, no, I, I, I don't think uh, I'll go straight to hellfire, but, uh, but. Um, either way I, I and regardless of situation i'm i'm going to end up leaving this and thinking over everything we talked about for the next probably few weeks but i will um, send
0: you a link to the podcast so that you can listen to it you can share it with your friends <laughs> you can, uh, well, yeah, you can no, do all that I, I
1: will, it, I'll, I'll post it on uh, anything that i can and so, we put we put my last debate up on the, our website and stuff like yeah, that let but, me uh, let me
0: just say uh, it's been a pleasure. I know that you have some questions that you would like to ask, especially about the moral argument. I said that we would get back to that. Maybe we can have you back on the show and just talk about the moral argument. That's, a, that's an argument uh, that deserves some time uh, to itself, and I would be ha- glad to give you that time. But let me tell you about a friend of mine. His name is Andrew Knight, and uh, we sometimes do shows together. He has a podcast called Ask an Atheist Anything, 4A. Would you like to ask an atheist anything, uh, C.J.? Because uh, I have already talked to uh, him in advance, and I'm pretty sure that if you uh, wanted to, he would probably love to have you on the show.
1: Uh, Well, I, yeah, no, I I think that would be awesome. And here's the thing. Uh,
0: He's nicer than me. (laughs) He's so much nicer Uh, than me. He's a southern gentleman.
1: Yeah. I, I did didn't find you uh, to be too mean. I, like <laughs> like like I said, I I, I grew up on a uh, a native reserve, um, and and because of doing that, I I talked like most natives talk, and uh, when I got to high school, that became racist apparently, just because of the way I talk. So I went through a lot. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, and, and for the audience, Blair... they should know that uh, CJ and I talked uh, for a little while before we turned on the mic, and um, you know, d- did a little bit of level setting so that he would understand what to expect. I uh, so this is, this is, this is not me <laughs> beating yeah. up on and, CJ. And, <laughs> yeah,
1: but uh, no, I, 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 I can. Uh, I don't think uh, anything you were. Uh... Espousing was terribly uh, mean or anything like that, and um, and but, it
0: shouldn't be terribly new to you either. There there may no. be some of some of my views that you haven't heard. You probably are used to hearing people defend, for instance, a worldview of some kind, and I, I'm one of the few people I know who would say, "Yeah, toss that worldview. I don't need it." <laughs> so well, yeah, I am I'm, well, uh, I'm not one who's going to get into a debate comparing one worldview to another. I think they're all uh, flawed, and I think that. There are other, and better ways, for us to live our day-to-day lives that don't involve uh, made-up creeds. That said, uh, you know there are some things that we talked about that I really that really do push my buttons. When we when when I hear Christians defend slavery, I'm going to I, get angry. Well, right? I guess,
1: well, I mean, I, I would say again, I I, dis- I disagree. I think I think. Christianity but, but I think that you can understand. I it think you can understand. But, but, yeah, the no, anger I can though, understand. Right? Why. It,
0: it would be like and, if I were defending racism. I, 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 yeah. You, no. I you and, you should I, get angry at that. right?
1: And uh, I uh, that's why I have issues with certain translations and stuff like that because I, it chooses to uh, state that it was. Uh, it has certain statements that I think could be misinterpreted as to being uh, about. Specifically, races like a God's chosen race, rather than yes. people and things like that. And I, I, I think uh, that's too close to an edge where where people can try to do something like that. And I, I think uh, I think every race is uh, is actually a gift of God that that it should be um, our different cultures and beliefs and stuff like that should be um, recognized for what they are and stuff like that. So, yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I, I think, uh, I think it would be, I, I have a difficult time with, with racism.
0: Yeah. And, and, and so I, I appreciate where you're coming from because as I said, I came from there. Um, so I, I know, I know what that is like there. There are not too many views that you hold that I haven't held except for, uh, I would say on the hell view, my view is much more firm than yours for, for one. I would have never waffled about whether it was a place of fire. It's, it's a place of fire. I would and I would have said it's e- eternal. Um, there's, there's no, there's no millennium. It's, it's eternal. That's, that's what I would have said. And I would have said it with a straight face and, um, and without shame. Uh, I, I find it shameful today. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think of you as some kind of alien. You, you are, (laughs) you and me are made of the same stuff. And I hope that, uh, as you draw closer to my age, you come to a similar journey, um, as, as me. Uh, so I wish you well in that journey. Uh, Mm -hmm. however it takes you. Uh, and I know that, um, People change, views change, just, um, maybe just, uh, in closing, people know how I've changed over the years, but maybe you could just to let the audience know that you are open to change. Um, tell us, you know, maybe one thing that you have changed your mind on, uh, in terms of religion, one thing that you used to think, um, and that you decided well, that you were wrong on and changed.
1: Well, I, uh... I remember being on a boat once and I was talking to a friend of mine that uh, was, I don't know, third year religion class in university. Now I was like I was like 14 years old. I'd been a Christian for a year and I, I thought Christianity was actually the oldest religion in the world. Now I clearly changed on that. Uh, not only do I recognize that we're standing on the shoulders of Judaism and even that wouldn't be considered the oldest religion. Uh, but outside of that, I I also held a
0: historical fact. I also
1: held belief you know. that uh, was much more of the judgmental bent. Of uh, we, uh, you know, when and it was partly a, just a culture that I was in, which was uh, the you know, if people had outward sin, therefore we 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 shame them into acting more like us i don't think any christian is like another christian i think that that is pretty clear actually in the gospel or in the epistles at the very least that all of us are fairly different and we shouldn't act expect everyone to have one there is one form christian everyone comes out the same after manufacturing uh uh christians to be the one after the other same on the out um i i I held that belief that Christian looked this way, acted this way, had this as a mission or idea. Um, and I, I don't believe that anymore. I believe, uh, everyone has their own individual and has their own individual struggles, but also has their own individual strengths.
0: Well, that's fantastic. Uh, that's fantastic. That means that, um, you have progressed, uh, Along your journey, and uh, let me just drop this idea in your mind: it, it's possible for you to progress more. Uh, so the the thoughts you have now about religion are different than the thoughts you had when you first started out, and and you probably wouldn't have imagined when you first started out that you would be where you are right now. And if you keep in open mind, in another twenty years, you'll be someplace where you can't imagine you are now. You you might you might think that you would never move any further left well, than where you are. No,
1: I, I I recognize that my my I'm very much going to change. I recognize that I, uh, and I I definitely believe that when I look back, I will be like I can't believe I held those those thoughts and everything like that. Um, and and acted like that. I, I recognize that, um, but I, I just think my diving more into my relationship with God has is what changed me to this, rather than less. Um, and so I, I think the, the also the person I came here to plant this church with, I I was also his oldest son's bully. Like that—that's kind of how much I've changed. We're we're friends now, and I was in his wedding a couple of years back. But that—that's who I was, and i, I recognize that I've, I've changed a lot, and I recognize that I'll change more. But I think that that I'll change more because I—I uh, I of the gospel, not be, not because I forsake it.
0: Well, I can I can assure you, no one who has forsaken the gospel ever foresaw that it was possible that they could <laughs> no one no one no one ever sat around thinking "Ah, oh, you know i might forsake the gospel tomorrow that's that's not how it works and so as long as you continue to progress uh and continue to keep your mind open to new ideas such as our conversation on hell i think there's some things that you can go back and at least reshape some of your ideas there now where might those ideas go? I don't know, but there's a good chance that tomorrow you'll be a different person than you are today on, on mm-hmm. that subject alone. And so as you have these conversations with atheists, um, t- try to pick up some of what we're putting down and we try to understand where you're coming from. But the difference is m- most of us, we have in fact been where you are. We We know where you're coming from. And and so we we hope that 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 communication can go both ways because a lot oh, of yeah, times no, when, I, we're, I, when I, we're talking to Christians a lot of times we feel like you know they're not they're not actually listening.
1: Even even David Smalley said I I hope the opposite of uh, of dogma at the end of our debate because I told him that uh, I want to explain that that there are like I I don't I didn't. You were bringing up Santa Claus earlier. I'm not doing that with my kid because specifically because I don't want my kid to decide that people that I that I'm going to lie to him and teach him that there are things that that, that, that don't exist. That, um, but um, I'm good, not. Good gonna, on you. I'm for not, that, g- by the way, I'm I'm not um, I'm not going to not explain the uh, other religions to my kid. I want him to understand them one so that he can understand what is out there but also too so that he knows how to talk to people that hold these beliefs rather than ridicule people for holding beliefs different than his
0: cool so Um, because
1: i think that's what happens too often within all inter-religion conversation is ridicule rather than an understanding that these people rather than tolerance and uh and an understanding from their position
0: I I look forward to the time when you sit your uh, children down and tell them about how Satya Sai Baba raised two people from the dead in our lifetime.
1: Yeah. Well, uh well, I I don't know about that story, but oh. but um I Well, I'm I'm I, sure
0: you will if you if you're going to tell them about other religions. I, you'll I you'll know, tell them about I, the miracles that happened in other Oh religions. yes, No,
1: I and and yes, the miracles and core doctrines of other religions as well. Um, but um, I think because
0: they should know that Sam, resurrection is Sam, not exclusively to Christianity.
1: That I think Sam Harris talks about that guy. Is that is that correct? It's possible. Uh, like,
0: like, Satya Sai Baba is kind of kind of big, especially in India. Um, yes. So <laughs> we're not in India, but I um, mm. uh, he he came across my radar, and um, I, when I was uh, after I I had. Um, Left Christianity, but I found it interesting uh, that there were other people uh, in other religions who were miracle workers who did the kinds of miracles said of Jesus uh, in our time that we could look at. So it wasn't; it, it became a kind of an eye-opening thing that oh yeah, you know, Jesus not the only guy said to have raised dead people. <clears throat> Uh, You know, here's one in our lifetime, we've got some some videotape, (laughs) you know, we've got some uh, interviews and things like that, stuff that we don't have for uh, Christianity, so I I found that interesting. Um, And so if you're going to tell your your children about other religions, um, absolutely, study those other religions and their miracles, the more modern miracles especially, and um, give them them a chance to uh, hold those up against uh, Christian miracles and see what they think. I, I, th- I think that you'll find that a great adventure. Come back on the show when you have that conversation. <laughs> I'd love to know how it goes.
1: Well, sure. I I, I'll, uh, I hope to talk to you again before then. Uh, I hope. My kid, hope my so oldest, too. my oldest is only is, is only five, so we we uh, we don't even get to have long conversations. Uh,
0: <laughs> so, uh, I was baptized at seven, and I assure you, we would have had long conversations
1: oh really um no uh i i do talk like we talk to him about obviously christianity and i talk to him about um uh i I, well he loves dinosaurs so we talk about uh about exactly what's in the, the every dinosaur book we talk about that he doesn't really care he just he likes dinosaurs um but but uh he he like i said he can not I mean, he's kind of crazy like, like so much so that people people older there's an older lady in our church and was like does he have ADD uh-huh. uh, i don't know yet yeah <laughs> uh, I, but but uh supposed but,
0: to be kind of crazy
1: it's <laughs> yeah but uh but uh like i said i i when when my kid can have a longer conversation then we'll talk more about uh about uh, Different faiths, and even even more about understanding Christianity.
0: And, and for the record, whether you say it or not, I'm just going to tell people you're not going to kill your kid. I don't care what voice. Oh, you yeah, hear. No, you no. are you are not one seizure away from killing your kid. Um, I just don't believe you would do it. And even even if you want to think that you would do it because of doctrine, you wouldn't do it. And you don't want to ever leave a record. Uh, <laughs> that's a, that's say, very true. You know, where your kid well, comes back and also, listens and says, "Yeah, I'd kill him." You don't. Also, you don't I mean, ever want that.
1: <laughs> also, recognize Canada actually has different speech laws than America, and by that I mean we actually have speech laws. So, so uh, we there are actual full topics that I would have tried to avoid um, <laughs> because because literally. <laughs> <laughs> literally you you can be uh, well at least in Ontario you can be held in front of a federal tribunal
0: well wow. i'm going to see if i can get uh, dale put in front <laughs> you're of a tribunal you are
1: just trying to get him in trouble. <laughs> gonna,
0: now that i know
1: <laughs> there was a whole thing about that that's what that's that's that specifically is what made jordan peterson famous uh. that that was what started his rise it's his uh, opposition to the bill that was passed in ontario
0: i see Okay. Well, look, it's, it's been it's been fantastic. We've been going well, for about three hours. Yeah. My, sorry, <laughs> audience is going to hate me, uh, but I'm going to send you a link to all of this. And what I would like you to do um, is drop by the uh, drop by the site uh, when this is up. Drop by the forums because uh, we have pretty active commenters, and some of them might want to talk to you. And so if you're if you are so inclined, uh, jump in there and uh, have a chat with some of the audience. Some of them are kind of rough, but they're they're a nice group, <laughs> so, and there are a few Christians in there uh, too who will give you an attaboy So I uh, I hope you come by for that. I will let uh, oh, yeah. I will let Andrew know that um, you know you uh, you might want to have a chat with him. Is okay if I pass along your um, uh, information to him? Yes. Yeah. Okay. We'll do that. And uh, once again, C.J. Morgan, uh, folks, um, go ahead and say your website again.
1: RadiantChurch.ca. Uh, uh, let
0: me just make sure that <laughs> RadiantChurch.ca. Just, just being, um, was it Calvary Chapel, yeah, uh, Winnipeg. Yeah, if you,
1: yeah, that'll it'll immediately uh, it comes up as the top link. Uh, my my friend was is a website designer, and so it's quite a nice website. Too. It is a very yeah, nice website. Is, I, I, I will Radio say, church as, church,
0: as church websites go, this is one of the good ones. So yeah, they, right. they did a great job. Great to have For, you. Uh, yeah, uh, and uh, and we'll have you again sometime, and uh, we look forward to hearing more from you. Have a great, uh, great evening. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.